Can you hear me now? But to be the man, yeah. you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. Woo. That's a good gas axe. All right. That's, that's, thank you. We thank you. We this show's going to stink. <laughs> we thank you. You're uh, I'm rolling, turning off mics. King Gates, you all are savior. What up, Tony Bruno? You're now listening to the Fire Sports Radio Show. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. What you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. Today, plays, news, headlines, and what's an outrage? What up Wednesdays? We got hockey action, yo. Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, Eagles, Hall of Famers, come and go. Thank God it's Friday. Let's rob and get the cork school. Tim, tell Tony that he's my favorite sports team. Bring the wood. Step to the plate. Just like the NBA, we going hard in the paint. You heard him on John Madden. He's bald like the Eagles. You're an honorary captain. Download the podcast. Follow on Twitter. One of sports radios. Legendary figures. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. What you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. I hear you. Ah, hello, everybody. Little after one o'clock in the east. Do you know where your uh, bottle of wine is today? Right in front of my face. You're damn right it is because we celebrate a day. I call it Tuesday around here, but I did not realize this until I saw the hashtag this morning. I always look at the trending hashtags. You know, it's like 50 of them that are anti-Trump. I see those right. every day. But then there, I look for, president. like, the other stuff that's not political. Like, did you know today was National Drink Wine Day? <laughs> did you think we weren't going to drink wine on National <laughs> Drink Wine Day? <laughs> on National Drink Wine Day, we drink all day long. You're damn right. So we got Unlike a bottle. the other day, when you know we just keep it to the nighttime. Well, we have a National Hennessy Day, and we pretty much tap Hand that day. day, air day. Exactly. So it's National Drink Wine Day, and since it is afternoon here on the East Coast, but it's not 5 o'clock, and nobody starts drinking at 5 o'clock. It's in, 5 o'clock somewhere, I, Tony. I know, I know. Come they on. should write a song about that. They should. You're on to something. But by the way, I'm not on something, though, but you are, apparently, mm-hmm. from what I'm understanding now. A gas X. <laughs> and we thank you so much. TMI. For Come being, on, man. You are thinking of us ahead of time, which is really nice, because normally we remind you that you need gas X. What's the matter with you? What are you eating? What's the matter with you? It's oatmeal, brother. The oatmeal and uh, oatmeal the, doesn't the seltzer. Bloat you? Yeah, it does. It just like a brick. Oatmeal and seltzer? Yeah. Is it Bud Light seltzer? No, just regular seltzer. seltzer. <laughs> so, in other words, you're eating oatmeal, which like is what they a lot of places they'll make beer like mash out of. Yeah, that's just bad. So for that you, causes all sorts of carbonation, and then you top it off with seltzer. So you put carbonation on top of carbonation, and then you expect not to be bloated. I'm going for a run today, so I had to carb up. Beautiful. He's got his Philly Seltzer half marathon design. shirt on today, long mm. sleeve, all it's jacked nice up. It's a nice day in the Delaware Valley. All swole this morning. All swole. 
Yeah, swole. All gassed up. Yeah, right that's up. the kind of sp- swole. He swole outside and inside, inside that's today. Right. That's my, a good double. That's a good uh, daily my double. My organs are yoked. <laughs> right Beautiful, now. man. We got a crazy show today. But speaking of wine, though, Tony, speaking of drink wine, what did we say before the show started? Wine won is better than wine earned. So exactly you, right. Dean. No, that was earned, and it was won. That's one of the bottles that Dean and Clearwater sent us in two separate and I didn't have to pay separate postage and handling. No, it's good. Not one. He was sent one bottle of six, one case of six bottles, disguised as olive oil, and then the second bottle of six bottles, the second case, disguised as olive oil, to de- to basically scam the United States Postal Service so they would deliver it to our particular establishment so that we can enjoy it on National Drink Wine Day. So we thank him. We got water first, though. Water and then wine. Exactly. Sort of like a biblical thing. The way Jesus meant it to be. I can't turn water into wine, so I have to drink water. I've seen you try. I've tried everything. I can turn water into yellow uh, stuff. I don't understand how. Toilet wine. Toilet wine. No, when you drink water, regardless of what color the drink is, you drink. Uh huh. It always. Yours always yellow. Well. It was all yellow, I believe. Remember that great song? Apparently, if you eat a lot of beets, that's just just yellow. Yellow If you eat a lot of beets, you can make your pee turn (laughs) sort of pinkish. You can. I've I've never never tried it because I've never eaten enough beets. beets. You like beets, Robin? No, no, no. Oh, Robin, no, no. You know why? I know Tony wouldn't like them, but you gotta like them. I, I, I have had beets once that I actually enjoyed, but mostly they just taste like dirt to me. Yeah, they do taste like dirt, even when you and Most and it's there's a lot of rooted vegetables that I love. Yeah. You pull them out of the dirt, you wash Rutabaga, them off. Rutabaga, but, but you're right about I mean, beets. beets. Doesn't matter how much you wash them, scrub them, slap them up, flip them, rub them down, they always taste like dirt. You know what beets I'm about? Not for great beets, baby. Now and the other, the other, and then I, <laughs> I absolutely job. despise pickled beets. I disguise you know, anything pickled. Pick. Oh, no, I hate pickled no. anything. No, my really? mother used to eat Except the pickles. I like this. I like this. Uh, the gherkins, the sweet baby gherkins. I don't like the sour pickles. I like you know the bread, like pickles, the bread and butter but the, pickles. But yeah, the bread and butter ah, pickles. But it's like relish, basically. Pickled beets. My mom used to. I can remember the smell of them. She used to eat them out of the can. She loved those suckers. Pickle, I don't like pickled anything. Fairweather Marvin Scotch can taste like dirt Tony? and campfire at the same time. I know. I got it. Where do we have it? Nice beat going right there. Every day. Every day. I know I did it. He doesn't. He forgets to put it on the Kodak. Because I have to listen to it separately when I'm listening to stuff. I'm not saying anything wrong. I'm just saying that you forget to do it. Can you bring it up now, Robin, since I have it up? Are you drinking coffee out of your old school mug? Yeah, it was the only one of the clean ones here. (laughs) (laughs) Here it is. Bruno in the morning. And Bruno in the morning and Frank Rizzo in the afternoon. You know what we got? No beat. Crumb creep cow. Exactly. We got the beat, baby. So I am getting confirmation that if you eat enough beets, they can turn your pee pink. Really? How yeah. Many beets? We got the beets. They got the beets. They got the beets. All right, all right, all right. Don't forget jerk your gherkin today on National Drink Wine Day. <laughs> Plenty of that. So we have we have a busy busy day yes, today. Yes, we do. We have a great guest coming on. In well, uh, it depends on who you talk to, but yeah, huh? Aubrey Huff who I know and worked with in San Francisco, is a controversial figure now because 10 years ago when the Giants were winning those back-to-back World Series, mm-hmm. Aubrey Huff was a hero in San Francisco. Yes, he was. Did zany stuff. He's a zany guy. He's a weird dude. Zany. He's a wild and crazy, crazy guy. <laughs> he, you know, he did the thing with the thong, and everybody loved him. And now fast forward 10 years later, 
the Giants, San Francisco, a lot of baseball news today. San Francisco baseball Giants and a lot of San Francisco news today. And if you're going to San Francisco, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Tony. Don't wear flowers in your hair. Get a pooper scooper flowers so you don't everywhere. step in the poop. And listen, nobody loves San Francisco more than I do because all the people who rip San Francisco all the time. <laughs> we both just looked up like who loves Robin. No, I know you love it. The, yeah, and the but, Bay Area loves you back, bro. And so that's my point, because people could sit around, and they've never been to a place, and then they're experts on it, or they can make comments and jokes about different cities, like we joke about Philly, we joke about every city, Boston, you name it. In sports terms, we have fun. But the San Francisco situation, anybody who's been there, I know people that, John Handlery, who runs the Handlery Union Square Hotel, even he is an outspoken critic, and he's a liberal guy. So it's not about conservatives, liberals, right-wing, left-wing. Unfortunately, it is in San Francisco when it comes to people expressing their opinions. Yes. And Aubrey Hoff has been very vocal on Twitter. First of all, he's retired from baseball. So he's not an active player. He's not being banned from baseball. He's a guy who played. He wasn't a star player, but he went there. Just like, you know a guy he reminds me of? The other guy he came to the field, Hunter Pence. You know, a, a weird dude. A little aloof. Yeah, not, but, he's, but he's a great player. Yeah, great player. Hunter Pence is a better player than Aubrey Hoff was. He was. And Hunter Pence has had success in San Francisco, Texas, with the Phillies. Everybody loves him where he goes because he's a zany guy, but he plays hard. Houston. Houston. And so the point is, now Aubrey Huff is a big deal in the news today because, A, he's a conservative guy and a Trump supporter. Again, I don't care whether you support Trump, hate him. You can go crazy every day. People on Twitter posting memes of Hitler driving around in, the, in, in Munich in Berlin during the Olympics Back in the 30s. With Trump's face on it? No, no. no they have okay. actual Hitler in his limo going around waving to the crowd at the uh, Berlin Olympics. The one where Jesse Owens got up and did yeah. the Black Power salute. Which was awesome. Exactly. That's sticking it. That's, that's, that's sticking it to the powers that be. What Jesse Owens did was heroic, going into Nazi Germany and sticking it up Hitler's ass. But because Trump went to the, uh, the Daytona 500 with the beast, one deranged lunatic has a side-by-side picture of Hitler in his car, See, open car, just, waving at the crowd. Up. That's just wrong. And Trump, by the way, he wasn't even waving to the crowd. He was in a stinking, gigantic Cadillac uh, beast. Yes. You can't make the equivalence of, of Hitler to Trump. To Hitler or anybody else. If, 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 seriously, if you start doing side-by-sides with Hitler with people, you're talking about the worst person yeah, on I the know. planet. I, 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 believe, I believe several Jews. But I, I don't want to them. talk about that. That's just my point of how, how, how whacked out people are over politics these days. I, I tweet political stuff, but most of it's jokes and, and mockery. It's not, all right, vote for this guy. I don't tell anybody who to vote for. I don't care if you love Trump, hate Trump, love Bloomberg, love Bernie. I don't give a crap who you like. I feel the burn. Do you feel the burn? I, I did too, but I had put, I put a tucked in earlier today. I was going to say, it I saw them open up in a bathroom. Speaking of feeling the burn, did you guys see the video of some chicky-doo uh, taking a bath in the hot Cheetos? Yes. No, I saw the one where the so guy what? was working at Wendy's that was doing like a – he was soaking in the tub. Did you yes. see it in the, in the yes. sink? No, this was They a, fired his ass. This is a woman who put hot Cheetos, you know, those those ones that are red with like oh, a yeah, hot yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, hot I saw sauce, that video. And she's in a bathtub. And the, What's she I'm, doing, trying to get an interview with Trump? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, remember the, the woman thing, with the Fruit Loops? I remember, remember the first thing the I thought bathtub? of – Yes, the first thing I thought of, though, is like, oh, my God, are, is your JJ okay? Because 
hot. I mean, like, you know how your mouth so feels? It's like burns. Your mouth yeah, burns. That Cheeto powder in the, oh, in the hoo ha. Yes. By the way, Tommy like, Smith. Why would you do that? Right, let me correct. Oh, I, I know. Let me correct myself before. Okay, and, and I and I when people when I make a mistake, obviously you had. I know Tommy Smith did the Black Power salute, but I'm talking about the Berlin Olympics. That was when Joe Lewis beat Max Schmeling, Jesse Owens, track star. That's when we had African Americans going to Berlin, Germany, the Nazi territory that was. Hitler is Germany back in the 30s. Oh, I mean, right it, in the was, it was den, historic bro. because... So every American who stood up and, and stuck it in Hitler's face was a hero, but especially African-American Olympians like Jesse Owens and like uh, Joe Lewis. These were the people back in the day when there really was oppressive racism. When those guys, most people didn't even want them to be allowed to be there. So my point is, you know, trying to use comparisons of any politician to Hitler is just absurd. Just ridiculous. Anyone compared to Hitler is absurd. It's absurd. So let me give you the update on what's going on. So Aubrey Hoff's going to join us at 1.30. We'll get his latest because he wrote uh, an open letter to Giants fans suggesting that he doesn't understand why the CEO of the team, and we played the video earlier in the year, last year, when he was having lunch with his wife, Larry Bear, the CEO of the San Francisco Giants, right. Again, did he beat his wife? No. It was just an uncomfortable, really hard-to-watch incident where his wife was on the phone, and apparently he wanted something that was either on the phone or in the papers that she had. And while they're having lunch in a public yeah, restaurant, remember, this. remember that? And he goes, he tries to reach over. No, it was at the stadium. There was a little, little there's a little Well, it was portion. public. It was in a public right. place. Yeah, there's, a public there's, place. A, there's a little, like, a little uh, tent area where you can buy Yeah, it's a juice juiced on the one thing. Juiced. Was that where Barry Bonds used to go to that same juice bar? <laughs> see, I can have fun with this. Because... Get it here, Barry. <laughs> so if you see the video, and I we played the video back then. I didn't condemn the guy. I didn't say no. people are posting. No, and I know you're not either. But there's videos being posted. And Larry Bear beat beats his, his wife. wife. He it didn't was, beat his wife, but he, he was a little his... aggressive trying to get he that was. cell phone away. So right there. Is, there it is. This is and this... she's screaming like a banshee. I think there was more of a scene made by her than him. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, no, but, no. But she was totally overreacting. No, remember, I, I can say is, this as a woman. But this is a woman on a chair, and the guy wants her damn phone because obviously there's some sort of marital strife right. going on there, right? He wants his own phone back. She grabbed it. Right. She wanted, he wanted his phone back because there's probably some compromising something or another Exactly. But there. here's blah, the difference blah, blah. between me and all these other slapdicks that want people immediately thrown off the face of the earth or arrested. I never ripped... I said that that, was, that didn't make Larry Bear look good. This is the CEO of a no. baseball team wrestling with his wife. And then as he's trying to reach it and she moves around to try to, not, to keep him from getting it, she falls over in the chair and starts screaming. So she overreacted. But I was supposed to, you know, in the world of Me Too, Robin can say, oh, you know, she was screaming. She, she overdid it. Who are you to decide whether she overdid it or not? If somebody were grabbing you and trying to reach for something and you fell off a chair onto concrete, would you want people defending you or denouncing oh, you? Oh, no, I know, I know. But as in any uh, marital strife, there are two sides to the story. Exactly. But when you see that on tape, it doesn't look good. No. Yet I did not say, Larry Bear, he should never be the CEO. They should fire him. He's a disgrace to San Francisco. 
Never did that. It looks horrible because she fell over. Exactly. So my point is, when that happened, I was not one of the. I was not one of these people who said, "Get him out of here." Aubrey Huff, meanwhile, go back ten years ago. Aubrey Huff with the San Francisco Giants loosened up the clubhouse. One of those guys who went out and played pretty well yeah. too. He had he had some great plays. No, in that he was one. a pivotal. He was a pivotal player for exactly. them. Exactly. So now all of a sudden. Because he's a conservative guy and he posts dumb stuff on Twitter, one of the dumb things that somebody shot back at me today, a a Giants fan, was one of his tweets about his wife where he said pretty much what every guy who's ever been through a divorce said on Twitter about why does a woman who's only married to you for a couple of years get half of what you work for when you're out there making a lot of money as an athlete? But that somehow is racist, misogynistic, it's what a lot of rich guys who get divorced. It doesn't. You find don't have that, to be rich to say that. No, but he's rich, and he, yeah, of course, no. rich guys don't like their money taken away either. And poor guys get raped, get raked over the coals in divorces too. And so he posts a comment like that, and I'm supposed to go crazy because the guy throws it in my face when I say Aubrey Huff, what the Giants are doing is stupid. <laughs> okay, what the Giants, the baseball Giants are doing, you can do whatever you want. You can call him an idiot. You can hate Aubrey Huff. That's your world. My world is. You bring back a guy. Remember, there were baseball teams that wouldn't bring anybody back. No. Barry Bonds was persona non grata for a couple of years after the whole steroid thing. He built the Giants, too. Play action reel. A couple other people say, Miss Robin, give us a signal if you're under duress. Just yell spumoni. I told you. <laughs> no, you'll hear me yell. You'll we we hear you yell on a daily basis. Yeah, so it's the one thing. There's, no, there's nothing is hidden on this show. No. You know what I mean? We don't. I yell at Robin. She yells at me. I yell at you. You yell at me. We yell at you. Everybody has op- – this is an open forum. We all got yelling to do. That's what it is. Exactly. Well, we've determined it's it's the Italian in you. That use. In use. In use. In use. In so use. anyway, we will have I Aubrey – I ba- calm one. We'll have Aubrey Hoff on, and I'm sure I'll get all the uh, tweets and emails and all the other stuff from people who will say, how dare you put him on? How dare you? How dare you, how dare you give him How dare you give this guy – and the funniest thing, another guy who's part of the cancel culture is Kurt Schilling, who should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame for what he did on the field, but people hate him because he speaks out about things that that some people can He's a historian. He's a Civil War buff. buff. He collects all this stuff. Again, I'm not defending Kurt Schilling. He can say whatever he wants. We know I'm defending free speech, and I'll always defend spe- free speech, and I always have. But now we live in a world where everybody has to be outraged about everything. I get outraged, but I'm usually outraged about things that matter, like justice for people, like people getting killed and nobody's ever held accountable for them, those kinds of accountability. But the bottom line is, anybody out there who is going to go crazy about Aubrey Huff writing a letter suggesting that he doesn't think what the Giants are doing is very smart, that's his right. You don't like Aubrey Huff? But to ban him, disinvite him, from the 2010 World Series celebration, a one-night thing at the ballpark That's stupid. is somehow now a major controversy in, in the San Francisco yeah, Bay it's Area. A mess. It's a mess out there. I'm more of a free willy guy. Jack, thank you, Jack, in the back. You free speech. How about free, free willy? In all honesty, rather than the team making this decision, they should just, you know, because everybody that, that got them to that World Series should be invited. And if the fans don't like him, then they can boo him. Yeah, it's not like he murdered somebody. He just wants to vote a different way. But it's not like he cheated the game. So, to me, I don't care what they do. That's their right. But I, I, I respect his rights. 
not because he's a Trump supporter, but because he's somebody who has now been part of the cancel culture. He's a guy that now, I mean, he went on on 95-7 the game, where I actually worked with Aubrey Huff for mm-hmm. a week when yep. I was out there a couple of years ago filling in. And obviously he's a wacky guy. But people like wacky guys. They only like wacky guys when, they're, when they agree with them. If they don't agree with a guy who's wacky and they loved when he was helping a team win two World Series, late, 10 years later, he's a bad guy. That's ridiculous, man. Yeah, electric guy says, you know, he's not OJ for God's sake. Exactly. Seriously, man. He didn't kill anyone. OJ's back on Twitter making picks for uh, golf tournaments. Wait, somebody's at the door. The door is ringing. Hopefully it's a quality product. So we're going to open the wine. Aubrey Huff's going to join us in about 10 minutes. We got other stuff going on, too. We got the whole Daytona 500 ending yesterday, which was incredible. Plus, we'll have another San Francisco story that's very interesting today. Because San Francisco sports fans have to be really confused today. San Francisco is in the news. No, the two biggest stories right now, as of this morning, on this February 18th, the Taco Tata Tuesday, the two biggest stories are, you know, Aubrey Huff disinvited to the Giants 2010 World Series celebration, and Eddie DeBartolo, the much-revered owner of the San Francisco 49ers back in the day, back when there was no salary cap, players who played for a team, all those Niner teams of their dynasty, they kept all those guys together because they didn't have to worry about salary caps. That's what the Cowboys were benefiting from. That's what the Pittsburgh Steelers back in the day, all those teams from the 70s and 80s and 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, they didn't have to worry about salary caps. So when you had a Super Bowl-winning team, you kept the guys for the most part. And so that's why you saw repeat champions more right. so than not. That's why the Niners won all those. What are you dropping over there? Jeez Did you Louise, break the light? Louise, what the hell is going on over there? Broke. Jesus. What the hell was that? What the hell was that is right. Another, uh, it's like a... another litter box that came in. Oh, oh, good. We need about 100 litter boxes in this house now. No, it's but anyway. Just as a, here, a side note, sidebar. Because people were asking about Riddle. Riddle has a really, really bad infection. Um, We took him to the vet, as you well know. And we went back yesterday. Uh, Yesterday, we rushed him as soon as the show was over. and uh, couldn't afford the ambulance, though, but a $200 doctor visit for a cat. Exactly. That's good enough. No, no, I don't care what it costs. When you have a pet, I'm not saying I'm going to spend $100,000 on surgery. Right, that wouldn't do anything. But, I mean, so they – he – he has a really bad infection. They gave him another different type of antibiotic that they're hoping is going to work. He's still he, – so he's on, like, three different meds. They give him special kind of food. But poor guy. Poor, and, and Tony, when he came down into the wine cellar this morning, he said it was like somebody got slaughtered down here. There was so yeah. much blood on the floor. Yeah, it was a mess down here. But he's, he seems to be doing okay. I mean, he's not in – the antibiotics – should help him a lot. And we got him some food. You have to get, you know, you need a prescription now to get some cat foods. Are you serious? Yeah, there's Hill's prescription diet, and then uh, there's another company. And not that there's, like, heavy drugs in it or anything. It doesn't have, like, cannabinoids in it. It doesn't have C- <laughs> CBD oil in it. Yeah. And ca- regular cats can eat it, too. But you literally can't buy the food unless you have a prescription for it. And because they don't want regular cats, people going in and thinking right. it's better for the, them. The urinary tract food 
pretty much any cat can eat it. It's not going to hurt them. But there are other types of foods. Like if if you have kidney issues or they, not you, they have kidney issues or something like that, that could actually be dangerous for a cat that doesn't have kidney issues. So they don't want people self-diagnosing their cat and um, or dog and giving them medication that they don't need because it could be dangerous. Exactly. So Riddle's okay. You see him. He's sitting right there. And hopefully he gets better yeah, in a couple days. He's on and we'll pain he's, well, he's on painkillers right now, so he's, like, Ew. real chill. <laughs> he's very chill right now. He's Ew. real chill. He's like, I gave Penny some CBDs last night. Oh, did you really? Uh-huh. She, yeah. was, she, was, she was panting. I said, you need to calm down, baby girl. We got a lot of football news. Drew Brees says he wants to come back and play again in 2020. Which means Teddy Bridgewater's got to go somewhere. Exactly. So we'll get to the football stuff, but a lot of baseball stuff. And speaking of football, well, we were talking the story about the I was Bartolo, mentioning. Yeah. Yes. So I see the story this morning. Trump pardons Eddie DeBartolo. Now, of course, anything Trump does to a lot of people, they're angry about. But this is the conundrum that the city of San Francisco yeah. faces today and its fans. <laughs> you know, obviously, Trump's not popular in the Bay Area, very liberal area. They hate everything about Trump. They hate everything. But they don't hate their own local politicians who have allowed their city to become shitholes. But that's or a different issue. That's a different issue for a different show. I'm not here to talk about the political implications. But Eddie DeBartolo, as I mentioned, who I got a chance to meet, have dinner with a couple of times, going to San Francisco all these years. One of the most revered owners in all of sports. DeBartolo got in trouble back in 1998 when he was trying to get a riverboat casino license down in uh, Louisiana. Edwin Edwards was the governor of Louisiana back then. And I remember when I would go to the Super Bowls in New Orleans back in those days in the 90s, they didn't have casinos. You had to go on a riverboat the riverboat had to pull away from the dock before you can gamble. So it was like a three-hour tour, basically going up and down the Mississippi River because that's the but only way. But they came back. That's the no, only difference. No, they came back. <laughs> and you came back, and if you, if you tapped out and you only had a couple hundred bucks. Sometimes you, just, you wish that boat didn't come back. Yeah, you wanted to say, hey, can I get a dinghy and get off of here? I just lost my $200 that I brought on the boat. Exactly. So anyway, back then they didn't have casino gambling. They had riverboat gambling. And so Eddie DeBartolo wanted a piece of the action because he knew that gambling was eventually going to be legalized, and they have the casino now down there, and there's casinos everywhere. But so Eddie DeBartolo was actually admitted to paying the governor, Edwin Edwards, $400,000 as a favor to get him a casino gambling license, a riverboat casino gambling license. That's a felony. That is frowned upon, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not like, you know, having a a cop that you know that could get a ticket fixed or a judge. This is $400,000. So it was a felony, and he admitted to it, and he pled guilty, and he dealt with the consequences. So now you have Jerry Rice, Jim Brown, Ronnie Lott, and a bunch of other former athletes who all know Eddie DeBartolo, all revered him as an owner because he was a truly great owner who took care of his players and was part of that San Francisco 49er dynasty team back in the 90s. And so now, as all presidents do, they have the ability to pardon people. And Donald Trump, the president, yes, you're president. If he's not your president, then uh, tell me what country you're from. He pardoned he basically get get granted clemency. Okay, so but what happened to DeBartolo when this happened? Like basically, what, he was forced out as the owner of the 49ers. He was forced out as the owner, and did he go to jail? Did he have a pen fines? Did he have to he, what? He I don't remember whether he was sent to jail, but I know he he dealt with the consequences okay. of bribery. And so, and on top of which, he has a criminal record for the rest of his life. Exactly. Okay. So, but everybody loves Eddie DeBartolo. He did something wrong, and he. And so when, this, when his own players, when Jerry Rice, who's one of the greatest 49ers ever, 
goes to Washington, D.C., to the White House to plead with the President of the United States mm -hmm. to pardon Eddie DeBartolo and erase the record. Again, this is all ceremonial. Eddie DeBartolo's not in jail. You know, he's still around the Bay Area, right. he still but lives there. he has there. a record. Exactly. And, you know, there, and so all presidents do it. All presidents pardon. <clears throat> Some of them pardon criminals who really shouldn't be pardoned. But there's very few people who know Eddie DeBartolo who have been around the Bay Area who think that he's a bad human being. He was a great, he's still alive, great guy. So let's go to, this is Jerry Rice earlier, not that long ago, this morning, at the White House talking about the pardon of Eddie DeBartolo. It's really just about Eddie DeBarlo. That's it. So basically, I, you know, I think with uh, Eddie and what he has accomplished, what he has uh, done on the football field, off the football field, a lot of charity work. So we talked about that. We talked about uh, just being great, you know, trying to be the greatest of all time. And, uh, you know, I take my hat off to Donald Trump for what he did. And, and, you know, like I said, it's all about just being here for Eddie today. So that you got to give. So now Jerry Rice, I'm sure there'll be some people out there, the woke crowd, who will denounce Jerry Rice for pre for crediting the president of the United States for giving clemency to the former owner of the 49ers. That's how the world works. Instead of just saying, hey, that's a good job by Jerry Rice and Ronnie Lott and a bunch of other former players to go to the White House and ask for somebody who they respect and admire and love to be exonerated. So he's, uh, he's pardoned them. Why would anybody have a problem with that? I don't... I Eddie Bart DeBartolo didn't murder anybody? Because you have to... Because in, in cancel culture, brother. That's what it is, man. Exactly. Once someone gets their name on a, on a witch hunt, forget it. It's over. It's over. You're done. You're done. And that's the problem with it. So anyway, that's, that's the story on... One San Francisco area icon, Eddie DeBartolo, getting pardoned by the president and players who played for him and NFL players who didn't play for him oh, think it's a good yeah. thing. So you can look at it any way you want. But there will be people who will have a problem with this. There are people already on Twitter. Oh, rich white guy pardons rich white guy. That's the argument oh, you'll see. You'll see all man. these slap dick, woke Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, the, the richest man in the country, well, it's Jeff Bezos. He's not stupid enough to get into politics. He's running Amazon, and he's doing a lot of good mm -hmm. things. But you got Mike Bloomberg. I know. Who's spending million, $400 million already of his own money to try to become president. So you can't have it both ways. You can't say, we hate rich white politicians. A, I might not like a lot of things about the way the Brits do things, but I do like the way they run their, their uh, elections. You have six weeks, and everybody gets the same amount of money to run. Nobody gets any extra. Nobody gets any extra time. Everybody gets the same amount of radio and TV time, period. So everyone's on the square. Everybody's on the same Yeah, but we level. won't do that because there's such a fight for power here. And the Brits are messed up, too, by the way. Oh, don't I, don't think what, the Brits' system of, oh, of government is any, I, any better than that's, ours. That's what I said. I said, I don't like the way the Brits do everything, but that is one thing I do like. I like the fact that it's just a... a Designated period of time, designated amount of money, designated airtime, period. Yeah, but everybody. my point is there's hypocrisy. You know, if you don't like somebody, you're going to root against them. That's the way it works. When you're a sports fan, you don't like a team, you root against them, you root for your team. But in politics, everybody roots for whoever they want. But, but the difference is, in politics, you like one guy one day and then you hate the guy the next day. Like Bloomberg was a Republican who became a Democrat. Now they love him. 
even though they hate rich guys. Well, and then- he's a rich white. Republican turned Democrat. Trump's a rich white a Democrat, Democrat who turned in Republican. Republican. <laughs> so you guy, you liked the guy yesterday. Now you hate him yeah, today. Just, just think about this. It could easily have been switched around. Very easily. Like really easily. Everybody could be hating Bloomberg instead. No, now they love him now all of a sudden. I know. Well, same people who hate rich white guys and complain about rich white oh, guys. I said this. I said this four, three years ago. I said that this country's heading for another civil war. Except it's not north no, and it's south. Not. It's left versus right. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. No, it's People not. People are breaking up. They're having. Di- they're getting divorced over their views. People have been getting divorced since no, the but, first but, since but, Adam but, and but Eve. Over this. Over this. <laughs> well, no, Adam. That was Eve's fault. That was her fault. That was, we gave him a rib. <laughs> did, did they go and judge Judy to get this he thing or divorce court? Don't eat the goddamn fruit. <laughs> all you have to do. All she had to do was listen one time, and none of this would ever happen. But anyway, my, that's my rant of the day because I don't really care about who you vote for or which candidate you like or any of that crap. That's why it's America, and that's why free speech matters. And I've been a free speech advocate forever in my life. Cujo knows people out there saying, uncensor the chat room. <laughs> well, that's the, the only place room. where censorship lives. And I don't know how we fire the stream chat censor, Robin. I don't know, but can you do me a favor? Can you fire me? Not Joe Sensor, the former tight end at the Westchester who went on to play in the NFL with the Minnesota Vikings as a tight end. Oh, that is phenomenal. Is that phenomenal that is, knowledge I or what? Give you a round of applause for Thank that. Can you. you do me a favor? Can you reach behind you. yourself and give me that? Uh, that oh, you want me to give myself a pat on the back? No, I want you to give me that. Yeah. Let me get this baby cranking. Yeah, I mean, we're already a half hour into National Drink Wine Day, and I'm parched now. I'm parched after a half hour. Well, are we going to get Aubrey now, Robin? You can contact him. Aubrey Huff's going to join us here in a moment. But apparently we have a SWAT situation in Center City, Philadelphia. This is actual breaking news. Nice. From Christian Johansson at KYW News Radio, 1060, the news authority, with news the minute you want it, and traffic on the 2s, 3s, and 22s, and 24s. Could be Johansson. It is. What did I call her? Johansson? Yeah. I think it is Johansson. Christian Johansson, great reporter in town, says there's a SWAT situation downtown. You know who else? Trump, uh, this is more breaking news. I guess it's an exoneration day at the White House. We have more breaking news. I'll get back to the SWAT thing already in progress. Former governor of Illinois, Rod Blagojevich. You remember him? Rod Blagojevich. Rob, former governor, Rod Blagojevich. He had the beautiful hair. I don't even think it's a rug. He went to jail, and he's been in jail for a long, long time, and now apparently the president's going to... uh, Going to commute his sentence today and get him out of there. Maybe I can get a pardon later on. Can I have the president uh, remove the final? Uh, pardon me while I pour one out here. Tell my, us. Can he pardon me for the final twenty-five grand of my alimony? Can I get out of there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying, bro. Anyway, we're calling uh, Aubrey Huff right now. And, you know, I don't, do I like pardons? No. But you know what it is? It's all about power and money. You know, Rob Roglojevich is a Democrat. I'm sure Eddie DeBartolo isn't some right-wing nutcase. No, I wouldn't imagine so. So that's what it's all about. I don't know why people get pardoned. I don't know why really, really bad people get pardoned. That's the part I don't get. We got people getting out of jail now and committing crimes every day and going back out on the streets. Clark, he robs his Popeyes out of chicken sandwiches again in Philly. No, no, I got to get to the SWAT thing. I want to get to that in the the Eagles have Ooh, released. Nigel Bradham. Yes, released. the Eagles have released the linebacker, Nigel Bat Nigel Bradham. Bradham. We've had him on the show a couple times. Yeah, nice guy, but you know you got to upgrade. And I've been saying this a long time. That Can't stay healthy. The Eagles linebacking core is one of the most nondescript groups. 
in the entire National Football League, which is remarkable when you consider while the Eagles have had struggles on defense, especially in the secondary, mm-hmm. their linebackers haven't really been able to do a good job. They I haven't mean, had decent linebackers in a very long time. I know. And so they're making moves. We're seeing a lot of players getting released because that's what teams do. You know, Josh, Josh Norman in, 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 uh, in, Washington. in Washington, he's out on the streets. He's the best corner in the league for several years, and then all of a sudden, boom, can't stop anyone. So I'm going to get this uh, – I want to get this story here, and then we'll move on to Aubrey Huff. Yeah, Joe in Philly says, how are people surprised at Nigel Bram's release? He lied about a concussion and made the team look stupid. He was cut at the moment when you think about it. Exactly. He's absolutely right. Yeah, but it's, right. Not, it's not that there was a, people were knocking uh, on the doors to save him. And I don't, I don't know if even that – you know, what, you know why they cut him? Because he's not productive anymore. I was, I was going to say, That's he can't stay works. healthy. That's why he gets cut. I'm sorry, man. It's not even the health thing. It's the fact that he's not a – he's not a – He's not a dominant linebacker. We hate to lose everyone in this town. It's like as soon as someone gets cut, oh, my God, I can't No, I don't think you're going to see it. I think, I think Nigel Bradham got treated very fairly in here, including like the guy that the, the linebacker who, who uh, Chip Kelly had in here, and he called him his Mustafa. Kiko Alonso? No, no, no. Kiko Alonso was good. He was just nuts, and he got hurt a lot. Kiko Alonso was a damn good linebacker. Who are you talking about then, Tom? Uh, who's the guy that was here, the linebacker that, that Chip Kelly kept bringing back, bringing back, and then they finally had to release him? No, it was Kamal Grugier Hill was the guy that lied about the concussion. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, I don't blame you. I'm not sure. Uh, and it wasn't Market Smith. It was a linebacker, and he was here a few years. And so we'll... we'll who's that? Talking Is that Aubrey? Aubrey? Yeah. Sorry, we were... So what's going on? I need, I need an update here, Robin. I need an update, please. All right, that was Aubrey. He apologizes profusely. He's like, man, I owe Tony really, really big time. I was all ready to go on, but I just got a phone call from Tucker Carlson on Fox, and he's gonna. they want him as an exclusive. So- it can't be an exclusive. He won on 95-7 the game this morning. I know. You have a he- literal dumpster fire. Jesus. So he said as soon as Tucker's over, he'll be able to call. Oh, okay. He's not bagging me completely. No, but I get it going on Tucker Carlson. I'd like to go on Tucker Carlson. I was on MSNBC all the time with Keith. I'll go on as being a talking head in a box. Put a camera in my house. I used to do it when I lived in Venice. But he was he was really funny. He's like a little bit sheepish. He goes, um, I, I still, I, I, I wouldn't have uh, ditched Tony, but Tucker's a, l- a little bit of a bigger platform for me right no now. No shit. I'm like, I'm like, no shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. I get it. Listen, I don't blame him. D'Amico Ryans, Tony. D'Amico Ryans, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. That was the guy that, that – uh, Chip Kelly called his first up. Right. D'Amico Ryan's nice linebacker, solid player for a couple of years. And just like Nigel Bradham, had that good run. And now they have to move on. So Aubrey Hoff is going to come on. You know where I know exactly where he's going. You know where he's going, Robin? To the same studio yes. I used to go to. Is he still living in San Francisco, though? No, wasn't he in San Diego? I don't remember. That's what I wanted to catch yeah. up and find out where he's living. Because he was living in San Francisco for a while. And then he was hired to be on p- part of a morning show on 95.7 The Game. And he was on the show with, uh, I think Lorenzo Neal was on the show. So now they have a new show, obviously, with Joe Fortenmore. You know, you met the guys. Mm-hmm. J-Lo and Dibs. Dan Dibs. Dibley. Dibs. Lorenzo Neal and Joey Fortenbaugh, who's really an up-and-coming star. He's a guy, gambling guy from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Remember, we had him on at the Super Bowl. Good dude. So anyway... That's the latest, so we'll get back to him once he goes on into his studio. And At least he doesn't dress up and stuff. That's a good thing about you go on those shows. Unless you're like some paid pundit 
or some political analyst or somebody with an agenda. You get all dressed up and you go on for a five-minute hit. That's why I used to hate doing those shows. You should have to get all cleaned up, dressed up, and then you go sit in front of a camera in a little booth or in a little studio, and then they have a backdrop of the city where you are behind Uh you. And I like doing them. But you go there and you do all this work, and you're on for like less than five minutes, and then you're gone. Just like that. Just like that. Poof. You're gone. And there's nothing else, and there's nothing we could do about it. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing we could do about it. So I wait for Aubrey to did get back to the, us. Uh, did you ever do the, uh, the, the, the suit up top and shorts underneath? Oh, yeah. I did that with Keith a bunch of times. The, the person who did it the most, though, was Bill Romanowski because yeah. he would have these really expensive suits, and he would only wear the jacket and the shirt and tie, and then underneath he would be wearing, like, sweatpants or shorts and flip-flops. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's awesome. And the weird thing about when I was doing Keith Olbermann's show in New York, you could see the underneath yeah, the desk. Yeah. You know, when I was doing the Raiders show with Bill Romanowski and the great – the great Jim Cozumore. Cozumore. We had a desk in front of us, so you couldn't see whether we were wearing no pants, no shorts. But when I did Keith's show, I wore red, white, and blue, 4th of July. On purpose. On purpose. Yeah. And you really couldn't see them. And then I stood up one day. Oh, we got to find that tape, because that was great. I stood up, and I did my Wally George. I started waving an American flag. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. All right, now that we don't have Aubrey right now, <clears throat> let's, uh, let's salute the, uh, the crowd. And anybody who's been pardoned today. And you know who else we need to uh, salute is um, Ryan Newman. Yes. Who had, he, he was, he almost won. I mean, he was really, he was. Well, yeah, but, but he, was, he was right there. If you watch the tape, let's run this, and then I'll get the latest on this uh, hostage situation, because that's a big deal. So I'm going to read there. I have two separate tapes, the official tape, and then I have another one from, um, oh, hold on a second. Uh, from a different angle. Yeah, they had all kinds of angles on this. Oh, there, I mean, there were there were fans that were playing it too. But this is the official. This was on Fox. Now I didn't see the end of the race because it was later on. Because obviously they restarted it at four o'clock yesterday after the rains on Sunday. So I watched a little bit of it, and then I put on the Science Channel and was watching What on Earth, one of my favorite shows, as you know. Fantastic. There was a four-hour episode of What on Earth. I know. They just like four consecutive episodes <gasps> back to back. And then I watched this other show that Robin has me watching, one of these home improvement shows. It's a couple in uh, Mississippi. What's they call Hometown? Yeah, Laurel, Mississippi. Laurel, Mississippi. And the woman's a cute little blonde, and her husband's this big burly guy with a beard who sounds like uh, Cousin Eddie uh, from, okay. the, from, the, from, the, from the vacation movies. Yeah. It's a quality item. Quality He has that kind of, but he's really good. He's a woodworker, and they, and they take this town, and they're trying to rebuild all the homes in this town in Mississippi. Sort of like the, it's the where couple. They grew mm. up, and the town like went to hell in a handbasket. And uh, and they're buying houses for like thirty five grand, <clears throat> and then redoing them for their friends. They're encouraged. No, not friends. They're encouraging. Well, the one guy was the pastor. The pastor of the, of the town. Of the town. And they're encouraging people to move back there so that they can get this town back up and revitalize. And I think it's a fantastic idea. Is that like so, the place in Italy that's selling houses for like a dollar? Kind of like the same idea. Yeah, I mean, you, but these guys rehab them. This couple rehabs them. Knocks them down, shows the people what they're going to make out of it. Because there are a lot of houses that are on the market that nobody wants because the town is downtrodden. So they're trying to rebuild the town, sell houses. They don't and sell the encouraging, houses. You know, they're, they're hoping that by doing this, it's going to encourage more and more people to move back to these small towns and uh, revitalize it. So, like, the pastor last night bought a house for $36,000 which had great bones. Yeah, I mean, it, had, it was nice inside, but there was a lot of problems. So they put in sixty-four grand, redid the kit. So for $100,000, 
This guy got a brand new house, top to bottom, absolutely gorgeous, Beautiful. great work. Love that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. So here we are. We we are saluting all sorts of things. We're saluting uh, DeBartolo getting out, or uh, not getting out, getting clemency, being pardoned. We're saluting Blagojevich's hair, which is finally out of the slammer. And we are saluting and praying uh, Ryan Newman, who after this horrific cl- uh, crash, which we are going to show you right now, apparently um, – he sustained injuries, but they're not life-threatening. Yeah, he's, he's in, in stable condition, right non-life-threatening. And this shows you the, the, advan- the, the advancements in the roller, the roll cage and obviously the neck braces that they put in after the tragedies of 20 years ago, right. what we saw with Daryl Earnhardt. So I'm going to show you two different videos. This, is this the would have been of- fatal. Yes. Oh, 15 years ago. I didn't see it yet. Where do you see oh, the ending? It's nuts. So this is the final lap at Daytona, and Ryan Newman's right up there. With Denny Hamlin, he was right in the top three guys. They were fighting to get to the to, to well, the actually, checkered line. I, uh, I think he might have won <clears throat> to the finish line if it hadn't been for the bump that caused him to crash. Here's Dean. That's the, this is the longest toast in history. What the f? <laughs> yeah, about opening a bottle of wine down there in Clearwater, pal. Well, we just this is your wine we're opening. The 2017 yeah. Freak Show, yeah. baby. And and hey, let's add Dean into this. Thank you for Thank this you. fabulous Thank you, wine. Dean. Thank you for losing the bet. Let me let's <laughs> uh, let's show Zin right here. This is All fantastic. Right. It's a so freak show. Go. So we'll Wait, watch. Let me, let me, just let, like he did. Oh, wrecking behind Chase Elliott around. Spinning around. No still caution. green. Still green. Still green, and here they come. And here comes Blaney. Ryan Blaney up behind Ryan Newman, trying to get him to Hamlin. Newman backed up to Blaney. Big run coming here. So Newman's and watch in the six. six car. To the inside. Newman to the front. Nothing Denny Hamlin could do. What can Ryan Blaney now do? The 12 is a, is a car that bumps in. Denny Hamlin. Oh, this now watch this, please. You got to see how this happens. Not at all. Ryan Newman off turn four for the Newman's final six, time. Right? Blaney to the outside, oh. to the inside. Here comes Hamlin up the oh. inside. Oh. The 12 car. Into the wall, into the air, goes oh. Newman. Upside down. In a shower of sparks on his roof. Imagine being Ryan Newman comes across watch the this. line. Fourth. And comes to rest. Scoring, unofficial, unofficial. Between Hamlin and Blaney, as far as who now, crossed the finish line. Hamlin doesn't first. really know exactly what happened, by the way. So look at the gas wait. pouring out of the car. Yeah, that's it's, got gas. No, it's not gas. That's like that's fluids, other fluids. Because if that was gasoline with flames there, that thing would have gone up. Yeah. So there was there were flames, and then they Newman immediately got, got turned, out there. Went up in the air as he came down, was hit by another car, and launched skyward. Coming down on his roof. Now you watch the other angles, and you see this is just incredible. Because our safety team is there quickly to attend to Ryan Newman. Yeah, the bump drafting thing I don't like either. It's where teammates help one another by pushing them forward a little bit at that kind of speed. But Hamlin was bump from Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin won legitimately, but the guy that bumped him was Blaney. Yeah, Blaney Blaney bumped. And then the car went sideways and then into the wall. So And luckily, he's alive. I mean, the fact that he is alive is when amazing. you saw that. That whole car. Now, watch it again now, from overhead. So you see the 12 car? This is from Darren Stol, uh, Stoltzfus, uh, who is covering. Make, doesn't he make uh, Amish uh, uh, houses up there? Not houses, but barns and stuff. Now, you got to see this. Sheds. This is, this is a different. So you'll see him getting bumped first, which causes him to careen and off. And Robin's racing. And... Um, 
against the wall. And then there's another car, and I'm not sure which car that is, um, gets underneath him, and that's what causes him to uh, the car, the entire car to go. Well, up remember in the air. they're on the they're on the outside. They're not up against the wall. Ryan Newman's against the wall. But he goes up against the wall, and then another car goes underneath him, which causes Ryan Newman's car to be launched. And yeah, so here's this. See, right there, the 12 car forced him. Down he goes. Corey LaJoy coming along, making contact. Blaney tried the top side, tried to get low. Is it possible for you Ryan Newman goes around. Look at that. The car goes to its and right roof, here. This is where it gets launched. Corey yeah, but the point is that that's that over. wasn't there was nothing those cars coming could oh, do. Oh no, there, okay. I'm not saying that there was. So what were the injuries to Ryan Newman that he sustained? They haven't said specifically what the injuries are. He's um, in the hospital and he's in stable condition, and they're well, saying they're non-life threatening. But right. the fact that he's alive is a modern day miracle of how the technology has improved in those cars. I mean, it is it is very, very – he's incredibly lucky to be alive, let alone having, from what we are understanding right now, that the injuries are serious but not life-threatening, and we're waiting to find I out the never, rest of the information. I would never race NASCAR. That shit's crazy. I mean, I drive on 76 in the boulevard, which is nothing. You and Dean are more dangerous drivers than those guys out there. Let me tell you that right now. You and Dean are more scary to ride with. I've been in a NASCAR. I'm a CDL driver, homie. 100%. No, you, you, this is the problem. Um, Dean and Luigi, both. You guys are distracted drivers. Exactly. He can't phone. even watch the segment when we're showing the tape because he's on his phone. It's because Dean was texting me. <laughs> the hell? I'm saying watch the damn. You didn't watch it. I'm telling you to watch the damn thing. I did. Dean was I mean, texting. That's, that's, What's the matter with you? It is unbelievable <laughs> how many people. I'm not going to tolerate your crap off. today. How dangerous it is to to have your phone anywhere near you. Luigi needs to have his phone up on a little stand and Bluetooth, and you're not allowed to look at texts. You're not allowed to find a find a freaking song. You shouldn't be able to do an any outrage. of that, Luigi. No, I get driving. it. Now I'm not trying to blame Blaney for trying to get him no. into an accident. He was trying to bump draft him. In other words, he's a teammate. They both drive for the same. They're both Ford drivers. So you saw it. There were Mustangs, and you saw Blaney get up behind a Ford guy. You a Ford guy? Ford. Ford or Ferrari? Ford. Ford versus Ford. Ford versus Ferrari. I'm a Ford guy. Always been a Ford guy. Dean, you totally are a distracted driver. I saw you on your phone while you were driving. He's a disgrace. And he doesn't wear a seatbelt. Oh, Even oh. worse. I tell everybody, put your damn seatbelt on. Yeah, I got to give this to Dean right now. I can't, you know, I love the guy. And he did provide us with today's wine for National yes. Wine Drinking Wine Day. I'm going to get something to nosh on. I'll be right back. Wait a minute. You can't do that during the show. This is a two-hour show. Yes, he can. Go ahead. He, Blaney did not get a text. Otherwise, he's going to get to be like one of those <laughs> Snickers, Snickers dudes. And you're like, he's always like the Swickers. Liberty Bibbity. Liberty Bibbity. Wait, wait, did you, did you, you get, download all it? You, you pay no, for it's what not you, on my board yet. Ah, I have Liberty Bibbity. Liberty Bibbity. <laughs> Liberty Bibbity Boo. Uh-oh. And then Robbins. Wait a minute. Who is that? Shane. Oh, you know what? This is probably the vet Shane. calling. I'll, I'll talk to him. Veteran Stadium? I thought they tore that son of a bitch down. Wait, but your mic's not on. Why did you turn oh, his mic off? Because he was going to go get something <laughs> to eat. Oh, she goes, Scrapple Joe, Luigi can't miss those Tinder requests, and Dean can't miss those derby prep updates and Jim Cramer notifications. Exactly right. <laughs> right about that, man. I was watching Jim Cramer the other night. Were you really? He talks so fast, I can't even understand him. And he's a Philly guy. Yeah, he was. He, I can usually pretty much understand anybody. 
be, whether they have accents or are speaking fast or whatever. But man, even I had to do a couple double takes and went, what? What, what? what the heck is he saying? Um, he has good drops, though. One one thing about Jim Cramer, he's got a big he's got a big sound. See, yeah. his board's easier because he's got big red buttons. Big buttons, yeah. And and I have to go looking on this thing and sliding pages. He just walks around and hits. I've got three hundred drops on this thing, and yet I'm still able to hit a drop within two seconds. I have breaking no news. Excuse. Whoa! <laughs> Christian just texted me. He goes, "Hey, mom, I just want to let you know that AC Moore is going out of business. I just got a thirty dollar frame for one dollar." Wow! I'm like, thanks, Christian. I got to head down there. So yesterday, because of the Daytona 500 before the accident, the number one trend was Team Toyota because obviously they were promoting the Toyotas at the Indianapolis 500. So I got the hashtag Team Toyota, and you know what I added to it? What? It's a local joke, but some people got it. What was it? Team Toyota, I'm part of the team. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's my point, but that's not the hashtag. It was not about a local How car dealership. Team, team Toyota, Toyota, I'm part, part of the team. team. Mm-mm. You know, um, yes, do the John John Kincaid yesterday tweeted something about how you know how like you 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 are thinking of a theme song, and you can't quite think of it, so you look it up, and then you spend the next hour looking up all sorts of other mm-hmm. theme songs. And I said, I don't need to do that. You don't I've, need to do that. I got Tony Bruno. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I if I'm trying to think of some kind of theme song or a commercial jingle, he's got it, he's got it in his head. He is my. My uh, YouTube. Scrapple Joe points it out. AC Moore's bankrupt? Time to get more of those fake vines that go above the kitchen cabinets. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, good idea. <laughs> I only get my vines from Jim Rome, who throws me a vine. Thanks for the vine, Jim. Appreciate that. Rack that guy. This is pretty Rack. good. Clarky Bob, we already did the UTI cat update. Yes, we did. By the way, if you are drinking wine today, like our buddy Rocket Man, Billy McBride on Twitter, uh, at Billy McBride 11 He's got a bottle of uh, Chateau Souverain, a Merlot from 2017, California. I'm not drinking any freaking Merlot. I'm not either. He says, try this one. Not pricey, but great taste and pairs well with just about anything. So, so people are drinking. So if you're drinking wine today, send us a picture. Yeah, he, please. Here if is you're our... a woman and you're drinking wine and you're essentially clad, two pictures. <laughs> send a DM me. Exactly. Slide into my DMs. At Luigi Curdo 22 <laughs> At Tony Bruno Show. So here is Riddle. Uh, sacked out on uh, painkillers. Poor little dude was up all freaking night. We got him totally tripping, Bo. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, get this. So here he is. He's in pain. He's bleeding from his orifice. orifice. (laughs) He has diarrhea. He's on like four different types of meds. And he refused to sleep with us last night. Yeah, he didn't come up into the bed, and then you knew something was up. So that he could be down here doing his business and not getting the rest of the house dirty. How amazing is this cat? He's so fantastic. He uh he just he he I mean the the downstairs cellar right around the litter boxes was as Tony said it looked like somebody it was a murder scene, but he just he he wouldn't go upstairs so that he could be close to the bathroom. His bathroom, and uh, we love this cat, and we really hope and pray that he's going to come out okay on this. And by the way, yes, and we, we, everybody, everybody loves Riddle when you see him. He's the most affectionate cat. Have you ever seen him more? And I've had a bunch of cats I love this in my cat life. More than anything. He is the most affectionate. He is a dog cat. He yeah. really is. And that's why they call ragdolls the puppy dog, puppy cats, puppy cats. because they, they wait for they come at the door when you arrive. They sleep in bed with you. 
They're affectionate. They want to be rubbed, obviously. They want a lot of attention. I mean, who doesn't? And they don't fear anything. I mean, he's he'll you walk into the house, he doesn't know you. He's right over My to you. My dog comes in who outweighs him by 40 pounds. And she and Riddle's like, "Hello, hi." Just well, yeah. The very first time, any he he's not afraid of dogs. There were yesterday when we were at the uh, vet, there was a big pit bull in there who was very friendly, by the yeah, way. Yeah, beautiful pit bulls, dog. Pit bulls can be fantastic. He fantastic came right dog. over the pit bull. But I was the rubbing pit bull his head, and and Riddle was like totally chill. Didn't hiss. Was just like, "Hey, who are you?" So yeah, no, he's. He's an awesome cat, and we just want him to get better and hope he's not in pain. Little, little. Exactly. So anyway, let me give you the update on this because I've been talking about it, so yeah. I got the latest. It's a SWAT team situation. Trevor, yes. Trevor from the 203. It's the first time a cat actually liked me. LOL. <laughs> oh, yeah, every once in a while you get some pussy that likes you. I mean, exactly. it just happens. Yeah, I mean, sometimes not everything. Good, nothing. Sometimes maybe shit. So anyway, police say a man has barricaded himself with a gun on the 1800 block of JFK Boulevard in Center City. That's right in the heart. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Now, I don't know if he has cocaine or what it is, but a man is in there. One person, according to police, they believe has been shot. No word on their condition. So, again, a man is barricaded. This is a minute ago, so this is a continuing late-breaking story. A man barricading himself with a gun, 1800 block of JFK Boulevard. That's 18th and JFK, which is, if you've been to Philly, the street that runs east-west parallel to Market. So it's a block away from Market, okay. but also... JFK Boulevard is the street that you go up when you make the turn to go up to the art museum on the uh, on that the parkway. Place. Exactly. Now Gladney Gladney NC says um, he's protesting the soda tax and the PPA. Is that real? Why not? Well, he lives in North Carolina. By the way, he says he's going to be pouring open a FUCK bottle, which we have which upstairs. We had do? the other night. Yeah. No, I drank it all. Oh, was I it drank good? the rest of it. There was, was still oh, no. It's he fantastic. sent us a couple bottles of it. And yeah, you've had still, it. The we still have one bottle F- left. <laughs> it's oh, oh, F-U-C-K yeah, 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 wine, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is good. I mean, it sounds like a gimmick, but it's actually decent wine. It's nice. like a $20 bottle no, all day long. it's not just decent. It's, it's really good. good. It is one. It's right near the Comcast bill. Yeah, 18th and JFK Boulevard in Center City. Obviously a, a high pedestrian and employee. Oh, no here. doubt about it. All the big office, the Comcast towers are there. I don't think that's the Comcast building, but I can't see by the picture. But we'll keep you up to date on that, what's going on here. Meanwhile, let's get it back to... uh... Back to what? Let's get it back to baseball. Because the other story in baseball that's really, really the continuation of the Rob Manford debacle. Uh Uh-huh. Now, you saw Rob Manford went on with my boy Carl Ravitch on ESPN. They did a one-hour sit-down interview. That was me with unemployment this morning. Exactly. Yeah, but you didn't get anything done. No, exactly. (laughs) So Rob Manfred, obviously now on a I got to fix my image tour, and I love Carl Ravage, and Carl Ravage asked him tough questions. So this wasn't Rob Manfred running to ESPN to have somebody kiss his ass after all the dumb statements that he's been making. And I didn't watch the whole thing because it was like an hour long, but I was watching clips of it, and Manfred did a decent job. But the problem is you now have pretty much everybody calling for punishment or pain, not just for the players of the Astros, but for Rob Manfred himself, the latest guy who spoke out was Justin Turner. You know him. From the Dodgers. The, from the Dodgers, Dodgers with the big beard, the big red beard, yep. great player. JT. He ripped him yesterday, Justin Turner. He ripped Rob Manfred on the comment that I said would start a lot of problems, which is it's just a piece of metal. When you're the commissioner and you call the World Series trophy just a piece of metal. Yeah, we talked about that. You're going to piss players off. So Justin Turner rips Manfred and says, 
just a piece of metal? The only thing devaluing it, the baseball trophy, right now is the fact that it says commissioner on it. Wow. And it's just unbelievable. Is he that out of touch with our game that he thinks he thinks on with these comments? Let me see. Is is he out of that is he that out of touch with our game that those are his comments? That's from Justin Turner. So he's ripping the commissioner because players that's what they play for. Exactly. It's, obviously, they're playing for money and a team. But let's be honest. What does everybody want? A championship. Right. What are the fans? They want the ring. They want the trophy. And what are the fans coming to the stadium for? They want to see their team win. Exactly. So now you got other players. I mean, players every day. But then Mark Cuban this morning. Did you see what Mark Cuban tweeted no, out? I did not tell me. Mark Cuban on Twitter this morning. That was funny. He writes, baseball is just a mess right now. They have zero vision to see see them out of it. I'm thankful they didn't let me buy a team. Remember, he tried to buy the Texas Rays. He tried yes, to he buy did. You know, People want him to buy the Pittsburgh Pirates because he's from Pittsburgh. And so when, when, when Mavs owner Mark Cuban is mocking baseball, by the way, the NBA has its own issues too, but he's right as far now as an reply, investor. Your reply to Mark my Cuban reply was, to him really was, was right have, on, on point. Okay, hold on a second. I'm going to bring on it up. On fleek too, by it the was, way. Yes. So, so Tony. Well, I, I know Mark Cuban, and I've interviewed yeah. him a million times. He's a great guy. So here is Mark Cuban's tweet. Baseball's a mess right now, and they have zero vision to see them out of it. I am so thankful they didn't let me buy a team. And then Tony writes, go, what if they only wanted 250000 and a 5% investment? Oh. <laughs> now you guys, I see that's good Shark Tank knowledge right there, right? That is good. Do you watch Shark Tank late at night at on CNBC? At that point, you got to take a bite out of it. You got to do. At that point. That was, that How about 10%? 10%? It was the Cubs he was trying to buy. It wasn't the, it wasn't the Texas Rangers. Right. He was trying to buy the Chicago Cubs like, what, from the Ricketts family, I think. And they had Ricketts, unfortunately, and then he had to get away because Ricketts are contagious and there's no cure <laughs> for what is, Ricketts. What is Ricketts? Isn't Ricketts the lack of vitamin C? It's, it's like, an old school. I don't even know if it's still around. I was going to say, it's like scabies. <laughs> no, scabies are little, little bugs underneath. I know what scabies are. They come out at night. Now there's Ricketts, I've world famous scabies. chicken with barbecue. I had scabies. I had scabies in the Philippines. Scabies? Yeah. Dude, yeah. you didn't tell me about that, Robin. I, know, man. <laughs> yeah, and I touched you in all different parts of your body, you consensually, of course. Well, of course. Rickets. What is rickets? Rickets is. Is a, that how you score in, in, uh, in a vitamin cricket? D? No, no, deficiency. that's a wicket. That's a uh, wicket. that's uh, a. Uh, rickets is a cricket. disease of children caused by a vitamin D, not C, deficiency, characterized by imperfect calcification, softening, and distortion of the bones, typically resulting in bow legs. Bow legs. Ah, bow legs. Yeah, like she bow legged, yo. I know. Um, some of the chicks I know became bow legged after being with me. But come on, oh. I tell you, hey, oh, hey, yo. Oh. <laughs> she wasn't bow legged before I met her. There's also a vitamin C deficiency. What is that one? A what? Vitamin C deficiency the, the sailors used to get when they were uh, sailing. Scabies? No, it no, wasn't scabies. No, vitamin C deficiency when the, the sailors would get when they were out at sea for a while. Uh, I'm not a big uh, C. I gotta, let's get the CDC on the phone and then run down communicable diseases. Communicable disease. It sounds scurvy. Like sca- scurvy. Scurvy. Yes. Thank scurvy. you very much. Thank you. Scurvy, Thank you electric eye. Play action scurvy. reel and electric eye. Yes, scurvy. Scurvy's opening up this weekend at the TLA for the top bottoms. So nice. the bottom tops, whatever the hell they're called. My son loves them. But Ricketts, by the way, is a world-famous chicken and fish barbecue place in Chicago. Oh. Okay. I don't think it's owned by the Ricketts family, though, because, you know, the Ricketts family is well-to-do. But there's a Ricketts restaurant. I just want to go hug the cat. I know. Don't you just want to? Yeah. Oh, poor baby. I'm grabbing I some just... weekends. I'll be right back. I'm, st- I'm starving. 
Can you put a couple of? Uh, of course, I got you, brother. You I'm know what I want? Your ma. Yeah, no, we... all I want in the uh, get a toaster. Just get. Uh, do we have any English muffins left? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm hankering. I got the woolly for in. a tasted English muffin with with uh, peanut toasted. butter on. I got you. It's got to be toasted. I got, I got you. Don't bring down cold. Don't bring it down cold like you brought down the hot dog. The English muffin has to be put in the toaster one and a half times to get the right amount of browning. No, form. just crank the uh, crank up the little dial. Dial it up. Dial up a nice muffin. Don't dial up a blitz. Dial up a, mump, a muffin. Jesus. Clarky Bob said, "Did Floyd Little have rickets? Was he bow-legged? I don't know. Is is rickets still a thing? You know, because everybody's vitamin deficient now. Right. You know, I want now. I got the vitamin D and, D and K. Which is the lack of sunshine. Right. And um, then K. Also, the exactly. same thing. But D is specifically in children, vitamin D deficiency. Exactly. And that's how come they have vitamin D added to milk in the United States. Did you know that? Yes. Oh. Well. Milk, there. it does a body good. <laughs> Unless you're Bernie Sanders and you got all these people who are showing up at his rallies getting na- naked. Did you see the naked I chicks did. that showed up? And did you see him looking at them? Yeah, well, <laughs> did you see what he has to look at when he goes home at night? It I mean, was, come on, man. It, it was, happens. You know, you it get was funny there, uh, because... Like normally, when there's protesters and stuff, they they quickly lead the candidates off somewhere so that they're safe because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Bernie chi- stayed. Yeah, no, the he chick stayed. grabbed the microphone out of his hand. You know, you, these people are crazy. The one chick grabbed it. And he says, "I'm a supporter," and she starts talking, yeah. and then Bernie just like walks away to the other side. No, what, just, are do- what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You don't know what these people are doing. Yeah, no, but he didn't. He didn't like go off stage somewhere and hide. I'm 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 impressed. He just stayed there, let them have their say, let them get naked. And hey, you know, if a couple of chicks who, by the way, were not all that hideous. No, no. They were, they were. Uh, hey, is there really any time boobs are hideous? Well, it I depends. Mean, like, Come on, Robin. You serious? No, I mean. You serious see, right like, now? Even, even, even breasts on a larger person or, I mean, there, there's still something special about breasts. I just. Of ha- course. Yeah. No one loves breasts more than I do. The only person who loves breasts more than me right now. Is little Dominic Vincent Bruno down there in Annapolis, Maryland? Yeah, I'd like to throw my name in the hat as far as loving breasts more than you possibly. No, nobody loves a breast more than a a five pound infant who's chowing they down on tatas every single well, day. Well, it is By the their way, I got a bone sustenance. To pick with you, you got a bone? Yeah, you made turkey tetrazzini? Yes, I did. You didn't even tell me to come over. I didn't. I I didn't tetrazzini. even know. Robin made it, but it wasn't like wasn't it was okay turkey tetrazzini. It wasn't wet enough. It was too dry. Dark meat. That's why you need dark meat. No, no. We now, used, no. Remember, we had a turkey. We made uh-huh. a turkey breast last week, and I said, let's, let's do something with the turkey. And so Robin went and whipped it up, but there's plenty left in there. Oh. So yes. have some. you got to wet it's it a really little bit. It's really good. got to put a little. Uh, put a little... You didn't even call me. Why didn't I'm, you call him, Robin? I, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I should have I called you. I was you. at home watching The Bachelor. I should have called you. You were watching The Bachelor? I watched half an hour of it. Are you serious right now? Wait. The last time, my couch. The last time however, that I, I contacted you and said that I was making something, you totally turned your nose up and said, no, nah, that's okay, I'm good. You know what they say about turkey tetrazzini? I don't know. Oh! What? There's an art to it. The problem with turkey, and I love turkey tetrazzini. It's one of my favorites. But if you don't put enough juice in it, when you put it's it in the oven, like yeah, you got to have it bubbling and juicy. And I'm not saying Robin's was good. Don't get me wrong. The flavor was good. It the was flavor was good. Dry. Little peas in it. Everything else that the, was in there. 
if the, the I put it in the oven for maybe five to six minutes too long. Yeah, I accidentally watched a half an hour of The Bachelor last time. You should be arrested for that. That should be a crime. I was falling asleep on my couch. You should be deported for that. I was falling asleep on my couch with, with Penny. Any and, man. Uh, any man. I was, it was like half eye open. Like, gay oh, or man. straight who watches The Bachelor is an absolute, total, total loser. No, I'm a real douche for doing it. There's no doubt about hey, it. Hey, Tony Bruno, shall we go to Florida really quick? Wait a minute, I got to do a, we were just talking vitamins. Let me put my, let me put the uh, capper on the vitamin story. Capper? Because when I think of vitamin, there's only one thing I think of. Robin? Oh, Beach Babe got censored. Got censored. What did she say? Hold on a second. And she doesn't even use profanity. No, not at all. She She's doesn't, the most so I need to see what she said. Of them all. Robin, can you bring my she sound up? She got censored for utilizing two emojis. It doesn't even say anything. Robin, can you bring the music yes. up, please? And Dean just blocked yes. my phone number. That is an outrage. She didn't. It wasn't too many emojis. It was two. One looks like a. I don't know. It's like a woman, and the other one is the the female symbol. This is so stupid. I want to know who the stream chat person is, and I want to go down there right no, now with a baseball it's automatic bat. sensor, and I keep trying to change the settings, and I don't know why. it Because I have to have some kind of moderator on there. And I keep changing the settings, and they're still crazy. Yeah, Beach Babe, I don't know why it censored you. I tried to uncensor it. I don't know why. So I apologize. Please refrain from spamming symbols. What's a spamming she symbol? She, well, no, spamming means that if you take one symbol and you put it there way too many times, like instead of just putting an emoji in once, you put it in like but how was that a spamming symbol? No, a symbol is an emoji. Right. And please refrain from spamming symbols. Meaning, please refrain from putting the same symbol over and over and over again. How is that spamming? It's like it's like when people do multiple I LOLs. I agree. Or multiple slime, uh, smiley faces. This one is just... How is a multiple smiley face spamming? It doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense. Here's my vitamin C little for the day. Remember vitamin C, Robin? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Whatever uh -huh. happened to her? Did she get scurvy? Put a smile on your face. What you wanna do and what you want? Smile on your face. What you wanna do? Yeah, she only did one. I don't understand. I apologize on behalf of the moderator. I don't get it. Hey, Tony Bruno, shall we go down to Florida real quick? Yeah, let's go to Florida. Wait, let me get rid of... Uh... By the way, speaking of places where boobs aren't all perfect, the villages, Robin. The villages. Uh, you know what? There's, I, I think there's something to be said about a person growing older and still... I'm not knocking the aged. I'm aged myself. Come on. There you have it. It's ridiculous. You learn to appreciate things differently as you grow older. <laughs> Speaking of appreciation and, and body parts... Well, it's Wine Appreciation Day, but actually it's National Drink Wine yes, Day. Let's go to Florida where there are some body parts being appreciated. Let's go to that, and you know that. You know what they say. Down to Florida We welcome you to the Sunshine State even Fister Ball is like dissing Luigi, losing his man card for watching The Bachelor. Well, 
if I accidentally am slipping through channels and I see The Bachelor appear on my screen for more than a millisecond, I want to self-immolate. I want to do things to myself. I want to get flogging things and flog myself. Wait a minute. Put Luigi's mic on here. Wait, we interrupt the Florida update. Yes. I turned on Channel 6 at 1030. I didn't even think it was still on that late. I put on Channel We're 6. We're talking back to back. You interrupted my Florida update for a stupid bachelor? Because I ripped him about the bachelor. And, and, and Mr. He- Ball, who's probably the most kinder, gentler person on, on Twitch, who well, loves Robin especially. Well, he loves Trevor me. from the 203 watched last night, too. He's a loser. Hey, listen. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. You're a man. You're not a man. Down to Florida. All right, let's get back to Florida, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome you I guess I was like right in my groove singing. I know. They're kicking yeah. back and soaking up the rays. Not the Tampa Bay rays. Ain't nobody soaking that up. Now, let's go down to Florida. Let's go down to Gainesville. Hello. Gainesville, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, where police are investigating a house where um, a, not a, many, many, many jars of preserved human tongues. Oh, I love good in, tongue every once in a while. Were found in the crawl space of a house um, in the Gainesville Brywood neighborhood. Gainesville. Yes, Gainesville. Human tongues, you know, lots of tongues. I have the gift of tongues. I speak in tongues sometimes. Do you? Do you? Do you? Well, the remains were discovered during an inspection of the house foundation. So it was like one of those hometown, uh, you know, like they're they're redoing a home. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine that you bought a house, you're getting your house inspected, right. and then <laughs> underneath the home, they find all these jars of hum- not not the just the tongues, just the tongues for just a second. <laughs> yeah, just the tongues. <laughs> No other part. The home was previously owned by Dr. Ronald A. Bowman, a former University of Florida researcher and current professor emeritus who published studies in the 70s and 80s. Wow. Yes. Um, so why did he put tongues in jars? Now, well, were these human tongues or were these like yeah, beef no, tongues? Were, no, you know, people like to make human, tongue. Human tongue. You got a good tongue sandwich every once in a while with some onions <laughs> and... Uh, don't even get me going Listen, about tongue. Listen, I wouldn't tongue. even look at tongue. Ugh. Well, you know, if it's a chick's tongue. My mother I'm used all to. Over it. I mean, I I don't know if anybody else experienced this, but my mother, you know, you know, when you're you're a single parent and you you have to you're trying to uh, get your child the nutrients they need and the mm-hmm. protein and all that, mm-hmm. um, and but you can't afford good choices of meat, you just buy the cheap shit, right? Well, like liver, tongue and liver and hearts were cheap. And so she, I can remember this. But she would, tongue, though. I mean, you know where that tongue's been? This one was, <laughs> obviously, it was not a human tongue. It was cow tongue. But this is what I would come home to. And as soon as I would open the door after school, I could smell it Ew. from the front door because she would boil it. She would. Ha- it would be in a big pot. I would be like, oh, please, God, no. Please, God, no. And I'd go into the kitchen. I'd lift the top off. And sure enough, there would be this big tongue uh. just, like, staring up at me with all the little tongue knobs. You know the little. Oh, Robin, I'm trying to eat here. (laughs) And it would just be, and it would just, there'd be like some onions around it because she would try to flavor it, and it would just be this one big gigantic piece of tongue. Wait a minute, you eat all that crappy? uh, What's the meat stuff that looks like cat food? Pate, pate, man, that stuff. Pate is delicious. No, the problem is, is that it was boiled. Boiled meat does just never taste good, unless it's like. 
made to fall apart. This is not fall apart good. This was boy- were they gator tongues because they know that's where the University uh, of Florida is, and you know but what? I, it's but great I digress. to be a Florida Gator. I digress. I digress. The Gainesville Police Department tells TV20 that they are looking into the possibility that the preserved tongues are related to Dr. Bowman's work, and he may have brought it home and stored under the house's floorboards. Yeah, sure, because that's what you do when you are a professor. How many tongues did he have in, in total? Some of the jars date back as far as the 1960s. It doesn't say how many jars were found. But let me let me just explain something. If you are doing work at a at a at a uh, yeah you university, but you'll eat scrapple. You don't bring you don't bring jars and jars and jars and jars of human tongues home with you. There's and then bury them under the floorboards. Like if it's if you're bringing home work, you maybe put it in your study and you have a couple. So this of guy them. had nothing to do with the medical world, or is he a medical doctor? Well, were you not listening? He is a doctor, Ronald Bowman. He is a former University of Florida researcher. I know. And I, I, I get Emeritus that, but why does he need tongues? Why not other human body parts? Maybe he's bilingual. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta give way. I gotta give you uh, a. Or as uh, as Play Action Real points out, he does need a good tongue lashing though. After that, you know what I'm saying? No, I, I want to see. That was good I'm gonna see. That was good. That was good. Let me see what Dr. Ronald Bowman Bowman was a um, professor of. Bowman. Jack in the back says a container full of tongues. Is that technically a liquor bottle? Oh! Uh, um, Orlando location. I'll tell you what, man. I hit the spot. Now, there's a, there is a Ronald D. Bowman Surgeon General in Indianapolis. That's not the same guy. No. no. <laughs> not the same guy. Um, That's pretty sick, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You think? I hear you, man. Oh, no, Dr. R- Ronald Bowman was also, oh, he got his degree from Loma Linda University where my cousin. This got- guy's a freak. How many uh, tongues do you need to do research? One. That's it. That's it. One tongue. That's all you need. Anything more than that, it's just uncivilized, Tony. That's pretty creepy. <laughs> Clarky Bob says, I just vomited up my pate de foie gras. De foie gras. God, I hate that stuff. You don't like foie gras? Uh, no. Well, you know what foie gras is? Yeah. It's goose livers. It's good stuff. But they, they, you know what they do to the goose, the geese? Yeah, it's pretty they pump, it's bad. They, they, they stick a tube down its throat and pump it full of, like, they cornmeal. For, yeah, they force feed it. It's really bad. It's not a it, so foie it gras. Is really, so if I eat foie gras, it's, it's, it's like a sin. They banned it in San Francisco. They banned everything in San Francisco. Except, Except shit. In the street. So you, can, you can't eat duck. Uh, you can't eat goose liver in San Francisco. There's, there's but a, you can a, shit on a di- on the There's street. a couple of things because I'm all for eating meat. I am so far removed from a vegetarian um, because food is food. But I don't believe in torturing an animal to get what you want. Okay. Why do I hear so, a hall of oats? I'm not. That's, pl- that would be you. Yeah, it would be so. So foie gras is one of them, and veal is another. I, veal. veal. Do you know how the how they get veal? It's awful, Luigi. It's veal so goddamn. No, you no. It's it's not good enough. I haven't enough. eaten it in a while. It's just... not good enough 
to actually justify how the no, way, you know the other good the way thing? they no let me say the way they get veal is they take a calf mm-hmm. and they put it in a uh, a a box so that it can't stand, it can't lay down, it can't move because they don't want the muscles. Oh, what's in the box? They don't want the muscles develop so that the calf meat stays tender. So for the entire for its entire existence, it cannot move, it cannot lie down, it doesn't see the light of day. Sort of like Luigi, Luigi's tender dates. Pretty much. <laughs> and it um, puts the lotion in the basket. And that is how they make it so tender. And there's absolutely no reason for anybody to need to like eat for? until they get killed. Well, how long is that? Um, the veal is baby cow meat. Baby cow oh, meat. I know, but you put them in the box. How long are they in the box for? For like nine months. Oh, oh fuck yeah. that. That's crazy. I know. I'm never it's, eating veal again. It's but awful. You know why? It's horrendous. And I've stopped buying veal cutlets. You don't need veal. You don't veal. need veal cutlets because a lot of time they're stringy. Chicken cutlets have replaced veal cutlets. You can't tell the difference, right? Well, you can. No, you can't. No, I you can't. Nice, I had a nice veal. Uh, a veal chop. I had a nice different. veal chop. Can I eat a veal chop? No, no. Anything I the labor that's too. veal. I had a nice veal chop. It was no, delicious. anything that is veal is raised that way to become nice and tender. Are you going to go topless in here and start there are, there are fighting pieces, for veal? There are pieces of meat that are incredibly tender that you don't need to have veal for. You can substitute it with something else. I won't eat veal again after that. I promise. Thank you. you. How about that? And I solemnly foie, swear to never eat. Veal and foie again. gras is kind of the same thing. Like now, there is a foie gras uh, that you can get that is wild, where the um, the geese sort of engorge themselves, but they are so rare, and it's much more difficult to get the geese. Like it's it's get the geese. It's a good get the, get the geese get the to geese, eat it. Eat so much. So for the most part, they force feed and they put tubes down the geese's gullets to to make them. Obese. We are messed up people, man. Yeah, I know. It's really well, bad. Well, because people eat, people eat animals. But the problem is there's a difference between eating animals and then doing weird things to animals. See, now Dean says, so now here we no, go. It's like the morality. Not, it's okay it, to kill the chicken or the cow, but it's not okay to kill the baby one. No, kill the baby one. Just don't be... Just like, don't torture don't it. Don't torture the yeah. baby one. So that's my point. Like, I have no problem in, in killing an animal for food. Yeah, just, absolutely. I don't. I don't because... I didn't know that they did that. But to torture an animal prior to killing it is wrong. I thought they took the calf, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, 22 to the head, done. Nope. You know, no, but, no but now you're telling me to put it in a box and you leave it there for nine freaking months. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, hor- it's horrendous. It's a, it's a really horrible existence for them. Their entire this veal is good. I, I, I do oh, miss I it. I grew up on it. But, I mean, I do but miss you it. Can, you can make anything that requires veal. If you're going to have a veal cutlet, just substitute it for chicken. I'm telling you. And a nice salmon See, Burton, and it's a lot Burton. cheaper. Veal is so expensive, too. <laughs> Here, Burton Cuss says, just eat Kobe beef. They're a pampered cow. They get massages every hour. They got the life. See, now yeah, that. until. But that's okay. They had a fantastic life prior up to that, prior to that existence. And then you have a fantastic, yummy, delicious. Robin, are you OB one beef? of these pita nut cases? No, not at all. I go for a little pita I just don't. Right now, so I yeah. just don't believe in torturing at all. I, I don't I either. Don't, I don't. I, I like just a little bit, just a little, a couple of nudges here and there. You know, smacks maybe, on the cow nose. You know, boss, but you know? they have to be consensual smacks on the uh, in the rump. Well, you give the cow a safe word, and that's all. Go oh. <laughs> 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 from Rebel Man ninety. How about a liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti? Yes. <laughs> Speaking of Chianti, can I, is there any more wine left? By the way, this is good. This freak show is good. It's freak show Zen. We love getting our freak which show. Which is not pulled from the uh, very, very young 
grapes because Zinfandel grapes are ancient vines, a lot of them. They have old vines. You know, the Zinfandel grape, ladies and gentlemen, on this National Drink Wine Day. Dean asks, how, so how did the peanut butter and English muffin pair with the wine? Actually, not bad. Perfectly. It wasn't bad at all. It was very good. Nice, smooth bouquet, good mm-hmm. finish. Mm-hmm. You get, the, you get the, 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 the hints of the peanut. Yeah. On the back end, it's very good. Baby peanut, too. It tastes nooks like... Nooks and cranny. Just think of baby peanut now. Mr. Peanut's dead, and now there's a new baby peanut. Imagine like killing... Baby shark? Which imagine I killing, called. I yes, called did. it way ahead of time. I knew that's what's going to happen because I said it was like just like baby Groot. Is it like baby shark? Baby peanut now. You can't have baby peanut butter because you would be killing a baby peanut. Just like veal. I don't care. I'll slaughter a peanut. I do, too. And luckily, I don't have a peanut allergy. If I had a peanut allergy, I'd, bl- I'd probably blow my brains out. No, you, much you can live peanut. without peanuts. That's how much I love peanut butter. Now, if I had a wine allergy or a grape allergy, then I couldn't live. <laughs> Did you imagine if Tony was lactose intolerant with cheese? <sighs> oh, man. Forget oh, it. He put a bolt in his own I head. know. If I couldn't have cheese, I don't know what I would do. The great Eric uh, says, Bob Beal, he was a damn good left-hander. There's no yeah, doubt he was. <laughs> he had a tender left arm, Tony. Bob Veal. Not Bob Vila. I like Not Bob this. Ninety-one Sixers. A box of wine is a survival toolkit. Wine to drink, cardboard to burn, and plastic bladder to blow up and use as a pillow next to the fire. Or as a date when there's no women around and, and you're all, in the apocalypse. And as we all know, wine should be stored in a box. It's better that way. It, true, because it's um, uh, vacuum sealed. I would drink box wine all day long. Me there's too. There's some really good ones out there. No, there are. Boat the same, box. The same thing with bottles of wine. People hate the twists on. By the, the way, twist offs. Those are actually better than corks for you. Oh yeah. You ask any great winemaker. It's what's just not the as best romantic. Best way to store wine, because when you put a, a twist cap back on, it completely Airtight. seals. You don't have to put. Now we have the the uh, the suction things where you plug the cork and then you pull the air out to keep it fresh in mm-hmm. there. But people don't like screw off wine caps because they're not romantic. Yeah, but I got this that's, that's why the box that's why the box is good because I got this rule where you open a bottle and finish the bottle. That's just that's the rule. FYI, I, I uh, opened up the phone lines if oh, okay. you would like to call in and comment on any of the above, tell us whether what you're it's drinking. sports. Yeah, what are you drinking tell right now? What are you drinking right now? What are you hauling uh, right now too if you're on a, on a in food? A 18 call us 215-462-Tony. That's 215-462-8669. By the way, I get speaking to the sports. I got to play this George Carlin routine. Yes. Wait, let me do it. Yes, please, God, yes. Let me do it. Otherwise, did you send it to me, Tony? Yes, I did, Robin. Okay. Yes, I did. Otherwise, nobody's going to And you know, nobody loves George Carlin more than I do. I love him. Not as much as I do. Well. Did you ever break bread with George Carlin? I never had a chance to, Tony. Excuse me. I didn't know. Did you go? Did you sit with him at his house in Venice, California? you. Did you sit the second row of his concert, one of his last shows down no. in, in, in uh, No, but I used to watch a George Carlin show, and that's like one of like seven people in the world who ever did that. How about that? Love George Carlin. Did you know it was a George Carlin show? No, I didn't know about that. Yeah, it was a George well, he was appeared on a lot of shows. No, there was a George Carlin show. Did you know he appeared on uh, WKRP in Cincinnati as a replacement DJ for Dr. Johnny Fever in one episode? I did he really? not know yes. that. He would have been perfect. But here we go. This well, he was George... the hippy dippy weatherman, you remember, yes. back in the yep. day. This is George Carlin and the difference between football and baseball. So, for all you baseball yeah. fans. About... Wait, Robin, can we set Sorry. it up? Yep. For all you people there who are salivating and flapping away for exhibition baseball, and I love baseball. Right. This is why baseball will never be as good as football. Let's go to George Carlin. There are things about the words surrounding football and baseball which give it all away. 
Football is technological. Baseball is pastoral. <laughs> Football is played in a stadium. Baseball is played in a park. <laughs> in football, you wear a helmet. In baseball, you wear a cap. <laughs> football is played on an enclosed rectangular grid, and every one of them is the same size. Baseball is played on an ever-widening angle that reaches to infinity, and every park is different. <laughs> Football is rigidly timed. Baseball has no time limit. We don't know when it's going to end. <laughs> we might even have extra innings. In football, you get a penalty. In baseball, you make an error. Whoops. <laughs> the object in football is to march downfield and penetrate enemy territory and get into the end zone. In baseball, the object is to go home. <laughs> I'm going home. And in football, they have the clip, the hit, the block, the tackle, the blitz, the bomb, the offense, and the defense. In baseball, they have the sacrifice. Perfect. Absolutely. And that's perfect. old school, George Carlin. That's old school. Yes. Bad hair, man. Exactly. He couldn't say anything in Twitch chat, though. That's the, that's the problem. You're absolutely right, Clarky Bob. If George Carlin were still listening to my show, as he used to do <laughs> in L.A., he would not be allowed People, to be in the chat stream. I'm sorry. I keep trying to change the allowances. I don't know if there's anybody out there listening who is a Twitch person who can tell me how I can allow certain things to go through. Please let me know. Ask Don. He doesn't know. Oh, okay. He doesn't know. He only owns the thing. He doesn't no, know. he doesn't. I want to, he's just one of our program directors at Twitch. And he just doesn't, you know, that actually require. I have more technical knowledge on Twitch than Don does. Oh. And he's the first to admit it. Nice. Now, Robin's a technical whiz. I am, for the most part. Speaking of whiz, I have to go uh, now. I've been drinking too much water and wine here now. You know what I'm saying? I hate you. Can I say that on the show now? Yes, you can say whiz. Whiz is a great substitute. As long as it's not on my cheesesteak. You put whiz on my cheesesteak. Oh, no. You deserve to have your behind. You come into Poop Circle Podcast. Yes, I use stream... I use Streamlabs OBS. OBSing, baby. By the way, we have another Florida story, too. You Actually, serious? you know, we didn't play this yet. We didn't play the courtroom drama, the city hall drama, not no, Philadelphia City Hall. I played it for you yesterday. This is one of those stories. But this wasn't in Florida, was no, it? No, it wasn't yeah, in Florida. It wasn't in <laughs> exactly. Court's in session. Robin, you want to play this now? Yeah. I sent it to you yesterday. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I, I, it's apparently in Georgetown, which is part of D.C., Oh, and this is city great. hall. This is a city hall meeting where the mayor obviously sits up on the dais, up in the uh, whatever the hell that's called, the main table, the, the court. The, um, you have you have, have the desk in the front of the room. It's in the front of the room. It's the long desk where you have the mayor. You have all the city council sure, people. Sure, sure, sure. They're conducting city business in Georgetown. I believe this is in not this isn't in England because they're obviously Americans. But then you have I'll set it up. The mayor's sitting in the center desk in front of this courtroom, city hall-type setting. There's only like three people sitting in the chairs in the audience, but they're conducting business. So one of the women, I believe she's one of the council people, starts talking about some referendum. The mayor, in the meanwhile, gets up he during the woman's... Excuse himself. He excuses himself, and you see him walk behind the woman on his way to the bathroom. 
we pick it up from there as the woman in the video is discussing local business in Georgetown. Oh, wait. Side note. Everybody's wearing lapel mics. Yes, exactly. The microphones are not on the desk. They are on their lapel. Exactly. Let's go to the Uh, tape. Thank you, Mayor. I'll try and keep this brief. Um, I won't belabor all the details. I'm sure most of you remember Mr. Guest's presentation from last time, and I imagine he's going to hit some of the highlights here in a minute. But the thing is that these deadly infections, there's something we can do about it. And what we can do is call on represent, uh, governmental representatives that are higher One. up the chain of... <laughs> And ask for action at the federal level. Um, I am um, Luigi, were aware you of Mr. Brainerd's yeah, right. concerns that he raised last time, and there were there would be instances where I actually agree me. that we should take mm. action locally first. But <laughs> there are not any um, KFO operations in Georgetown, so for us to just say it within the city limits. Mm. Would be... <laughs> I love how she's trying to continue. Mm. That is not doctored. No. Not since Frank Drebin. gesture? Okay, here he oh. comes back. Here he comes back. So. <laughs> and also these diseases. <laughs> Welcome back. Don't know any boundaries. <laughs> so a state-by-state approach would just mean that the. <laughs> Frank. Oh. Now, you remember the movie. Police naked squad, gun. naked police gun squad, yeah. from the files of police squad. When Frank Drebin, played by the great Leslie Nielsen, goes to the bathroom. That was obviously just a movie set. <laughs> this actually happened <laughs> yes. in a city council meeting in a chamber. Hey, you know, at least he was polite enough to want to go do this off, you know, offset, so to speak. I he- mean, one thing about that guy, he may be very gassy. But he's got a strong stream. Yeah, it is. You hear how long that guy was urinating? Yeah. Listen, we all know this because we all have to do it. We all go to the bathroom. We all pee. We all poop. But the fact that he had his lapel mic still on. That's a rookie mistake, Tom. <laughs> yeah, it is. It That's is. a rookie mistake. Now, in the scene, in the, <laughs> I got to find the naked gun scene. Can you find the naked gun? I'm looking it up. But the naked gun bathroom scene was hilarious. And it was in a movie because the same thing happened to Lieutenant Frank Drebin. From police squad, from the Dean's naked saying, gun. Dean's saying, Luigi, slow down. It's only 2.30. Dean, I'm unemployed. I got no prospects. I got nothing going on. I'm getting hammered. This is my first glass. How many glasses have you sons of bitches had Robin's so had two. I've had one. I've had one, one glass, ladies I've and gentlemen. I've had one and a little. Because you and Robin guzzle wine. You don't enjoy it. You don't swirl what? it. You don't enjoy the bouquet. I don't enjoy it. You don't, you don't, you don't check its nose. Oh, that's good. See that? Wine is not to guzzle. This isn't beer. This isn't uh, some stupid beer pong game. I'm out of wine. You know that? You're I'm out? You're I'm completely out, out? I am completely out. The, 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 the freaking the reservoir is dry, my friend. All I got is a bottle of champagne and a bottle of rosé. Now, I don't drink rosé, but, but bitches, bitches do. do. <laughs> <laughs> what about Alizé? You don't have any Alizé in the Alizé. house? Okay, I don't Come know on, no wonder why you ain't getting any sister action. 
You got to have Alize yeah, in the house. I don't drink Alize. You got to have Alize in the fridge. I had it all the time in Venice. <laughs> and you know what they say? I don't drink Alize. But bitches okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, here we go. Now this is exactly the same scene in the movie Naked Gun. This is great. This happens in real life. It's it's, all, it's awesome. Thank you, Your Honor. Protecting the safety of the Queen is a task that's gladly accepted by police squad. For no matter how silly the idea of having a queen might be to us, as Americans, we must be gracious and considerate hosts. Uh, thank you, Lieutenant Drebin. Of course, we all have a stake in seeing that this portion of the Queen's American Goodwill Tour is completely successful. And we can all take pride that the Queen has chosen our sister visit. Indeed, it is for all the people who will be able to share in the, uh, the celebration, especially will be the Queen's public appearances. <laughs> Wait a minute, let it finish. Um, we also would like to... <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Have it, folks. Now is that that is every now, day. That was classic scene in that movie, right? Oh yeah, of that course. just happened in real life in a local city council meeting. You can't make this stuff up. And that guy had much more gas and had a strong stream too. Yeah, a ton of gas, man. That was a lot of gas. And the guy was only taking a leak from what and I. And that's understand. coming from you. That's I know. Impressive. All right, whatever, man. I so I got some potency in my poops. What do you want me to do? There was more gas I'm, in that I'm than at really... the old uh, the old uh, distilled the old. Uh, thing that they'd shut down and I put up for auction here in Philadelphia. What was that? That stinking refinery there. The one that blew up last year. Remember that? The one right over the past Junk Avenue oh, Bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello? Hey, Hello. we have breaking news. Uh, Joan bre- Philly says that they arrested the guy who stabbed the two people outside of Chickies and Pete's. Good. Oh, yeah, they arrested the chick first. No, but they, they arrested the guy. Yeah, but no, that's the best part of that story. Over the weekend, you saw the story. It was 10 o'clock on a Friday night, Chickies and Pete's in South Philly, Packer Avenue. Apparently, people are leaving. This is 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. And there was an argument between a couple of couples. One dude pulls out a knife, allegedly, and starts to stab people, stab two people, two dudes. The guy, they never arrest him. They arrest a woman who was with the guy that started stabbing people. But never the actual And now, all of a sudden, two weeks later, they finally arrest the guy who actually did the stabbing? Makes sense. It wasn't Captain Stabbing, by the way. No, no, no. He no. gets away with everything. That son of a bitch, man. I don't know how he does it. Makes sense. Ridiculous. But anyway, there's one song we should be playing today, though. I know we don't, we're not supposed to play songs. But what better sign? What better song? I'm just pre... pre uh, what? 
Have you been the drinking, I'm, Robin? Yes, a little bit. Yes, and and these nooner drinking is like totally different for me. Not me. I'm totally my body is not to used you. to this. You're slurring I'm already. I'm slurring. You're I, a lightweight, Robin. I am. Yep. I apparently I can't handle the drinking at noon. You, you got go. Mr. Wine. But I want to. I want to say preface. That's the word I was saying. Looking for preface. Oh. I want to preface this song by saying it is Tony's fault that anybody listening to the show afterwards cannot hear anything and it's silenced right now because he insists on playing this song. Silence! There you go. I kill you! It's, this, it's on now. This is a special request from one of our great people on the Twitch stream. And by the way, thanks. Shout out for all the great bits today and the contributing from all of our fans. You know, that's our other way of uh, thanking us. It is not loud because of you. Come on, man. Eric Burden and more. Remember this? I hear you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I miss him. Two glasses of wine, and Robin's already slurring. Yeah, I know. It's an outrage. I re- Come on, Eric, sing it, baby. I was once out strolling one very hot summer's day. I hear you. This is what Riddle's thinking I in his mind right now. Right now, I'm sleeping. Put the live shot on Riddle right now. Field of tall grass. Yeah. I lay there in the sun. Felt it caressing my face. What it is, what it is. As I fell asleep and dreamed. <laughs> I dreamed. I dreamed I was in a Hollywood movie. You get lucky tonight, Robin. Uh, Tony, give her some more wine. This really blew my, my mind. The thought that uh, the fact that me, an overfed, long-haired, leaping gnome. Yeah, leaping gnome, Bob. Give me a little mm. flute too. Give me a little flute. But there I was. You talking to mm. the Rolex? I was taking Where you to a place. The hall of the mountain king. Naked to the world. I stood high on a mountain top. Come on, naked. Naked to the world. Nobody can say that. There were long ones, tall ones, fat there ones. long ones, tall ones, short ones, brown ones, black ones, round ones, big ones, crazy ones. Is this camera on me? Out of the middle came a lady. Came a lady. She whispered in my ear. She whispered in my ear. Something crazy. Something crazy. This is Eric Byrne with War, not with the animals. Remember, Eric Byrne was the lead singer of the animals, Robin. Okay, that was weird. What? The phone, the phone that was ringing, yeah. the uh, ID said Denny's Restaurant. Denny's Restaurant? <laughs> Can you order me a Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity? Oh, no, that's IHOP, right? Give me a Grand Slam. Yeah, give me a Grand Slam breakfast. That pancake is out of <laughs> damn it, Robin Fifty says Robin is white girl wasted already. Not she quite. She really is. No, and by the way, I'm we not... met Damn it, Robin Fifty at the Super we Bowl. Did. We did. I hooked yes. the guy up with oh, some a prize up? bag. Yeah, great guy. 
local guy down there in That's the awesome. uh, Miami Beach area. And we had no idea he was damn it Robin 50. He came up, you know how people walk by in the uh, taste of the NFL, yeah, not of course. the taste of the NFL, in the um, in Radio Row where mm-hmm. they have the railings and people walk by. How far off the rail were you guys? We were in the middle of the oh, whole thing. Sucks. Yeah, it did suck. It was a bad location. They were right in the middle. They they put us they wanted obviously they wanted Tony because he's like the heart of Radio Row. They wanted him right in the middle, surrounded by everybody. Better on the outside. But, um, Them sons of bitches in Miami screwed actually, me over, man. I've been to like five Super Bowls in Miami. Well, no. I mean, I think that they thought that that was the more desirable location for people. A lot of people would have rather been where we were. No, I didn't want to be there but because we when we're be on, on the, the end cap, so to speak, I can get guests in and out of there without having to have them walk through. The reason a lot of people didn't come on because they didn't want to walk the gauntlet of all these different other shows yeah, who were trying lot. to grab people to throw them on. Trevor like Warren Moon was all the way at the other end of the room. I had to Denny's wave him down. Phone. If that's Denny's, get Tony on the phone and have him order yeah, a grand slam. So now it says RWDT Foods. Yeah, have, have I'm Tony. hungry now. Well, I just had a bear. Tony, 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 put an order in. Let me put an order in. Do it in Harry Cow's voice. Yeah, let's see it. Robin, I want to take an order here live. No, they hung up on me. If Denny's calls again, do they deliver with Grubhub? You should let me do it in a Tony Montana voice. We're going to order four pancakes, all right? A sausage. No fruit. No fruit. Manny, shoot that piece of shit. By the way, for people who are wondering about Aubrey Huff, he did call in at 1.30 when he was supposed to yes. be on. Yeah, he did. And then he told Robin, I can't do it right now. Sorry, I got to go do Tucker Carlson tonight and a big pre-tape. Time. He big-timed yeah. He big-timed us. He didn't big-time us. He apologized. Did he, he not did. apologize? He, did a, he apologized profusely, and he says, but, but Tony will understand because uh, I need a bigger platform right now, and then Tucker's a bigger platform. And we're like, yeah, yeah, sure. So I, I texted him back. I said, uh... Uh, what did I tell him? Fungo is what you said. Know, I said, pretty hey. much. I said um, oh, where did it go? Didn't it not text? Uh, fungo you. Uh, I don't know what happened to my board now. It's all like frozen. I, I wrote not frozen back, too though. Previously I wrote back. Frozen. I said um, uh, Tony says it's an outrage. You tell that son of a bitch. You tell that son of a bitch he needs to come on now. How long is it going to take? Tucker Carlson's only going to keep him on for five minutes. Yeah, except he has to drive down there and do all that fun. He stuff. can't do it on the phone. No, he's 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 going to do it in person or the, the you know the the studio. I know that, but when he he's going to go down there, spend five minutes doing Tucker Carlson, and then get bum rushed off, and he could be calling the show while he's driving to the studio, or leaving the studio. This is an outrage. It is an outrage. Doesn't he know who I am? Damn it. Damn it is right. By the way, did you see the interesting reaction to the uh, – because he wrote an open letter to the San Francisco Giants. I did, did not read say the letter, no. Can we bring the letter up, Robin? Can you post it up? I want to read Aubrey's it. Aubrey's letter? Yeah, Aubrey's yeah. letter. Aubrey's letter, which set the world on fire today and has triggered more people than Dale Evans and Roy Rogers. You get it, Robin? Uno momento. You, nobody got that joke, did they? Aubrey Huff. Has triggered more people than Dale Evans. Evans and Roy Rogers. What's the what's the punchline? I get it. I get it. It's trigger the horse. I get it. Thank you. Did you know that, Luigi? I did. I knew trigger the horse, but I didn't get the joke though. Okay. See, trigger was Dale was Roy Rogers' host. That's where they made the horsey sauce from. When Trigger died, he had it stuffed, and then they made the the horsey sauce that they sell at Roy Rogers' restaurants when you get a roast beef. You know what I'm saying? I miss the word. I miss the fixings bar. Do they still have Roy Rogers? I have it up here. Rest stops. All right. So anyway, this is what happened. So. This morning, Aubrey Huff, politically incorrect, love God, country. And what else does it say on there? What, how does he describe himself on his Twitter feed? Oh, um. You just had it up there. Yeah, so his 
this is his account, and it says, Father, two-time World Series champ, I'm a critically acclaimed stick figure artist who's politically incorrect, love God, country, USA, or flag, and support toxic masculinity. And for that, he's now the right. ha- most hated man so, in the San Francisco Bay Area. In response to the San Francisco Giants. And the Giants him, today in the San Francisco newspapers right. announced that He's they were going to, no. They announced that they were going to have a 10-year anniversary of the Giants' 2010 World Series this summer, and all teams do this. You know, they brought back the 08 Phillies. 18, you know, teams do this. They celebrate 10-year anniversaries, 20-year anniversaries. So they announced that they were not invited. They were disinviting Larry Bear, the CEO. Bear. Larry Bear, who's a bear when he's trying to get the phone away from his wife. Yeah, you know, you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Sometimes it calls for grizzly. If the action. wife swipes your phone away. And you got Tinder dates on there, and you got other stuff in there that you want to see or she wants to see. You got to get the phone away from her. Got to write the clerk page, man. So anyway, so then he writes this, and let me read from a reading from the book of Aubrey Huff. Aubrey Huff. It's true. It's true. Oh no, that's what what's her name said in uh, it's true. It's Blazing true. Saddles, wasn't it's it? True. Yeah. It's true. Was Here's that Blazing Saddles? Yeah, it was. I think it was. so. When she was, she was sleeping so do, with the do sheriff. You want me to yeah, read, do you want me to read the, uh, the letter? It's, it's, you're right. No, it's right. Do you want me to read the letter out, out loud? Yes, yeah, so let's do a reading from Miss Robin. All right. It's true. It's, it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I will read it, though. Are you going to do it as, uh, no, as I, what's her name? Um, Frau Blücher. Frau Blücher. Frau Blücher. No, I will not. Because you are German. I mean, you, you're not German. Well, I'm going to read it as Miss Robin right now, who's a little bit tipsy. So well, I don't read know it how as Flair Blücher. <laughs> Frau Blücher. Frau Blücher. I think I'm going to try it. I think I'm going to have a hard enough time reading it in just a normal are that, buzz. Are you that busy? I am Robin's really, tipsy, I'm very man. buzzed. Shit. I'm very buzzed. Because I don't have do a podcast. But we, well, Joe Rogan smokes dope yeah. on his podcast. Why we can't, can't we drink wine on National <clears throat> Drink Wine Day? All right. Here we go. Let's see how well I do. It's true. Three weeks ago, I had a call with Larry Bear, CEO of the San Francisco Giants. He took me by surprise when he told me I was unanimously voted against attending the 2010 Giants World Series champion series series championship reunion. When I asked why I wasn't invited, he told that the board did not approve of my Twitter posts and my political support of Donald Trump. My locker room humor on Twitter is meant to be satirical and sarcastic. And it was that type of humor that loosened up the clubhouse in 2010 for our charge at World Series title. They loved it then, and it hasn't changed. That's not the issue. It's politics. I find this whole thing very hypocritical coming from a man who has had his share of real controversy for pushing his wife, for which he had to take a break from the Giants and issue a formal apology. All I did was tweet. To the Giants board members who seem to think that every Giants fan is a liberal, they aren't. I have had thousands of diehard Giants fans reach out to me on my social media platforms to support me. We live in a country that is under attack. Society is desperately trying to take away our First Amendment, our freedom of speech, and our freedom of political association. I am proud of what I accomplished in my three years with the Giants. I made lifelong memories with teammates that can never be taken away from me. And while I am disappointed the Giants are so opposed to President Trump and our constitutional rights that, they've un- that they would uninvite me to my team's reunion, 
it shows me that now more than ever, we have to stand up for our First Amendment rights. Otherwise, the America we know and love is already dead. To the fans, you were always amazing to me. And just because I might not share some of your political views, which are stupid, I still respect you, expect your right to express them. Hashtag MAGA2020. So that's... Be written. So let, so let it be done. So that is the Aubrey, book of Aubrey Huff's Huff. reply all to rise, the Giants. All kneel now and rise and kneel before Zod. Now, <laughs> I, we certainly do not want to make this a political show. But no. to me, why do we have sports everywhere in the world, Tony? Luigi, huh? why, why are there sports? Why competition? Do- there's gambling because there's gambling, gambling. because there's cheating. That is so not the answer I was looking for. I was giving you a little correct. There's what, camaraderie. What is, there's what conviviality. Is, what is sports? To why? Why do people love sports so much? They love to cheer for the home team. Because it's because it's, it's a distraction from life. Right. Exactly. It is a way to get away. It is a way for everybody to unite in supporting one team or one goal. Well, that's why baseball goal. being played after 9-11 was such right. a big deal. I mean, it was deal. a big deal. It, it is a distraction for, for people that are slogging every day to work. For their whatever they're going through, Waiting it can remove check. it can remove them from everyday life. Exactly. And the fact that now sports and politics are becoming so intertwined that a team who freaking a, a person who won helped them win something that the entire city cheered on and that now because of who he supports in the White House, he is not even allowed to come to the 10-year reunion is insane. It is. As I mentioned earlier, San Francisco in a very, very tug of war emotionally and politically today. First of all, you got the people who are angry at Aubrey Huff and they're ripping him on Twitter, and that's fine. Then you got people like Jerry Rice, one of the most revered people in San Francisco sports history, if not NFL history, going to the White House to meet with President Trump along with Ronnie Lott and other members of the 49ers' glory teams, thanking the president for pardoning Ed DeBartolo, the former owner of the San Francisco 49ers. So that's going to have heads exploding in the Bay Area. How could Jerry Royce go to the White House and meet with Donald Trump? Oh, I'll my bet you anything, God. I bet you anything in the world, they, they don't. Uh, nothing happens to Jerry Rice. Now, KOP Joe is saying, didn't this BS with not going to the White House and bringing sports and politics together start with a Bruins goalie not wanting to see it, Obama? No, it's been going on even before yeah, Obama. It's been way before that. There's nothing and, to do with Obama or Trump me, or any of these other people. It shouldn't. It, like, okay, you know what? If you don't want to go, to the White House because you don't support whoever's in there, you don't like the person, just stay home. Don't make a big freaking deal about it. And by the way, the Slapdick Eagle organization and the players on the Philadelphia Eagles also made a big deal about not going to the White House because they want to be woke. By the way, hit an F and post, 64. Thank you. I'm glad somebody realized that I did not slur one word during that dissertation. I gave you a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm impressed with myself. We about practice. <laughs> I can, I can fake it like the rest, best of them. Like the rest of the best. Blah, 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 blah. And so there's a, this is the hypocrisy that bothers me. I don't. I'm not a Republican. I've never been a Republican and never will be. Nope. I used to be a Democrat, but I'm not a Democrat and I never will be. In other words, I'm a free-thinking, middle-of-the-road guy who looks at every issue individually and don't need a talking head on television or a political pundit 
or a Republican or a Democrat to tell me how to think. I'm not a sheep. I'm an individual, and I always have been. And so all these other people who need politics to define them, politics doesn't define me at all. I despise all political parties, all politicians, plain and simple. I refuse to lock myself into one party because I believe truly that it should be about the best candidate, period. And unfortunately, that is not how this system works, and it is the detri- to the detriment of our country. We should be able to support. We should The fact that there are parties that makes us say, oh, I'm a Democrat, so I need to vote for these people, or I'm a Republican, so I really should vote for these people, without even looking at what they stand for, is insane. All I know is that Google scours the earth for like the best candidates to work for them, right? This is the best we got. This is what we got. Hey, we have nothing to do with this it. This is, is the people they put I mean, up. Yeah. These are the people that we put up like this. This is it. This is, this, this is what we got. It's bullshit. It is bullshit. Why didn't Hillary win? Because she sucks. Why didn't Bernie win? She sucks. No, Bar- Bernie didn't win because they screwed him over in 2016. Yeah. We were Trump right here. Because everybody else sucked. You remember when we were here doing our show on East Pass Junk Avenue during the Democratic Convention in 2016? We set up, remember? We were outside on We Patrick. set up outside on the street. You were there, Luigi. I know. I was there. I'm, oh, I'm, you're not I'm, acknowledging I'm, that you remember. I am. I'm, I'm asking you a question. Yes, I'm waiting for you to finish. <laughs> and what happened? We went down to Broad Street, right near it, blocks away from us. And there were Bernie supporters yeah. ready to riot yep. because they knew that Bernie Sanders was screwed over. Whether you like Bernie or not is not the issue. When he... you talk about fairness and, and, and due process, Bernie Sanders was screwed, but he accepted being screwed. Remember, there were only two candidates then. Well, he got it paid was... off to get screwed. Yeah, they bought him another house to go away because Bernie was a threat to Hillary's, inc- uh, what do you call it, coronation. She was supposed to be right. the president. And she lost. And now she's and she's the one who can't accept the results of the election. She's still crying almost four years later. Yeah. AJ Santana, Bruno Curto, 2020. Let somebody say something at one pep rally. Hey, shut the fuck up or go outside. Exactly right. Actually, we do, we do have the Italian uh, running for president video. Yes, please. That is to, really, really funny. Tape. Should I play yeah, that? Yeah, this is great. Okay, hold on a second. I now, have what's to this find dude's it. name? Tommy Malone or something? No, he's an Italian dude. There's a lot of good Italian comics. Paul Mercurio, obviously. Paul Mercurio saw him. You know, the guy that, that the, probably. Sebastian Maniscalco. Sebastian Maniscalco. He's selling out, like, major venues now. Yeah. He's not doing small comedy clubs. He's a superstar, right? Because mm-hmm. he's very, you know, he does the whole Italian thing. And if you're Italian, you know, you're going to love his comedy because you get it. If you grew you up, grew up that way, yeah. Exactly. But he's also funny in, in many ways. Now there's this other guy, Mike Marino. I don't know Mike. He's a Jersey guy. It's good though, man. I've seen this before. But this is this is if 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 Tony and Luigi were running for president this would or be it for, right for here. office, this was this would be it right here. It's just funny. You don't even have to be Italian to think this is funny, but it helps. But anyway, this is Mike Marino, Jersey guy, who uh, does a "I'm going to run for president, make America Italian again" stand up routine. This was at the Laugh Factory out in L.A. So imagine this is Tony. This is Tony with a bald head. That's actually Tony, not Mike. And this was what it would sound like. To let everybody in this room know that I'm running for president of the United States in 2020. (laughs) And I feel that the microphone was sabotaged by somebody who want me to be the president. Because I would be the first Italian president running the country, and let me tell you what I would do. First of all, we need a guy like me, you understand? <laughs> nice Italian president. 
I'm gonna change the model from Make America Great Again to Make America Italian Again. And then if you wanna live here, no problem. But you all gotta say the same thing if you stay here. You don't know nothing, you didn't see nothing, you don't say nothing. <laughs> you understand? We start changing things right away. We go to the airport, we get rid of that sign. You know that sign, if you see something, say something. No, you keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> I'm not even gonna need four years. Three months will straighten out the entire country, you understand? <laughs> I'm gonna relocate the White House from Washington to New Jersey. This way nobody knows where we are, you understand? <laughs> I'm never gonna tweet, that shit stops. I'm Italian, I don't want anybody knowing what I'm thinking, you understand? And you don't follow me, I follow you. Imagine a guy like me giving speeches on national television. People in the press asking me questions, right? They'd be like, Mr. President, you took care of the problem in North Korea, how'd you do it? I'd be standing there with my cabinet, you know my cabinet, right? Huh? Anthony, Nikki, Joey, Tony, Salvo. Luigi. Couple of guys in track suits. <laughs> I have my mother there with a bowl of macaroni, meatballs. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? I'm like, you want to know what happened in North Korea when we went to go talk to the guy about the thing? Well, here's what happened. We went out there to talk to him, you know, sat him down, this and that, and boop, boop, boop. We were talking, you know, we brought him a calzone. We're not stupid. <laughs> we ain't gonna go out and be handy. What do you think we are? <laughs> I love how he laughs at his own stuff. We were talking to him, and then, uh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> but he's gone now. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about that. <laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> How much fun would it be if you knew the president was actually whacking people? <laughs> like, Mr. President, what happened with ISIS? Like, oh, oh, you want to know what happened when we went to go talk to that guy about the thing? <laughs> well, here's what happened. I called ISIS up. I says, ISIS, we're going to talk. <laughs> So we flew him out to Vegas, him and his friends, you know. <laughs> we went dancing and this and that, and then, uh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> but they're gone now. <laughs> and there's nothing, nothing you can you do, do about it. <laughs> and he does a cigarette, and he smokes a cigarette, throws it down and stops it out. That's great. <laughs> I always wanted to be on television during the debates. I wanted to be part of the debate. You guys remember when they did that? They were making fun of each other on national television. I say you don't do that. It's very disrespectful and shows weakness in foreign countries. Imagine them making fun of a guy like me on national television. Then the master of ceremonies looks at me and says, Mr. Marino, Trump and Clinton just made fun of you. Would you like to rebuttal? I'm like, yes, I would. Go to a commercial break. <laughs> you come back from break, you can't find Trump or Clinton anywhere. Like, Mr. Marino, what's going on? I'd be like, um. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. 
but they're gone now. And there's nothing you can do about that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Dan. Oh my god! Now I didn't see the movie Casino, but that's where that line comes from, right? No, it's not from Casino. What, what that's movie from is Goodfellas? It? Goodfellas? Mm-hmm. I saw Goodfellas. I don't remember it's when that. They whack Tommy. Who's Tommy? Joe, Joe, Joe Pesci's character. Oh, Joe Pesci gets yeah, whacked. Like, like what happened with the little guy? Oh yeah, the little guy. Yeah, listen, he's gone now, and there's nothing we can do about it. And that's that, it. That is funny shit. That's funny as hell. When you can laugh at your he own. He goes, "Would you like the rebuttal?" Yeah. Go to commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you know me. I don't like mob no, stuff. No, you don't. But you that's don't. not really mob stuff. This is that's making, just, this is making that, yeah, fun of Yeah, that's basically mobster. a parody of a mobster. Because I don't believe Mike Marino is a... And by the way, he's got other videos. Did you see the one where he's sitting in his house and the no. pizza guy comes the over? Pizza. I oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Can we play that, please, before we leave? Before we, we need leave? to try to get him on the show. Yeah, we got to get him. He's a Jersey he's guy. He's in Jersey. He can probably drive over the bridge. What exit? We definitely need to try to get a month. Now, we are overtime, and I'm allowing it to go because we don't have to bring a cat to a vet. We don't have any pressing engagement. I got to have a conversation uh, at uh, 4.30. I don't want to tell you what's going on, no. but I'll tell you how it ends. <laughs> I call the guy at 4.30. We talk. I invite him to come over and sit face-to-face. He says he can't. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know what happened to him. Burton Gus. Nothing you can do about it. And there's nothing you funny. can do. He's gone. Burton Gus. Hillary Clinton went to talk to Epstein about the thing, and uh, now he's gone, and there's nothing you can do about it. Exactly right. I didn't see Casino. I see, yeah. I see clips of it. Like It's on TV every well, once in a while. Well, here's the thing, people. Tony really doesn't like... He hates it. Uh... Glorification Glor- of any kind of gangster right. behavior. So I know they're only movies the and they're movie only actors. The movie is glorifying it, whereas this is making fun of it. Exactly. So. I like parody. I like poking fun at stuff, whether it's Italians. Casino's okay. It's okay. It's three hours long. <laughs> yeah, I'm not watching it. <laughs> Electric three hours. Eye says, sounds like the Aubrey Huff interview. He gone and there's nothing, nothing we, we can, can do, do about it. it. Listen, now. You're supposed to come on? And that's it. Nothing we can do oh. about it. He's gone. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He Wait says, oh, get this. Aubrey Huff, we have an update? I have an update. We have an Aubrey Huff update, ladies and gentlemen. Aubrey Huff just texted me. Tucker Carlson big-timed him. No! Yes. He said, Tucker canceled for a bigger story. I'm at the spa right now. Is there a way we can do it after 3 p.m. Vegas? That's 6 o'clock our time. I know. See what happens? I told you no, the whole rig. You, know, you know, Aubrey, you had your chance to come on. Now you want to move us on another time? What did I say about doing these TV hits? And I've done a lot of them, and they're fun to do. But you get they say, oh, yeah, come down to a studio at such and such a time. You get dressed up. You go down there. You sit inside a room. And then they say, okay. And then you hear the programming in your headset. And then you know that they tease you. I'm going to ask them to do the show from the spa. Tell them that they yeah. Put the damn spa down. Get out ah, of the tub. Man. Spa. I got your spa right Big here. Time, Austin. Anyone to come back on the show when you, when you ain't got a show to he do? He was tuckered right there. Yeah, I got my. Here's my words. Bafangu, huh? Exactly right. Seriously, Tone. We got to draw a line. A line. You know sand. why they big time them? Because all these pardons are going on today. Eddie exactly. DeBartolo, Rod Blagojevich. You see who else got pardoned today too? Pardon me while exploding in space. Excuse me. Exactly. No, who else got? Somebody else got pardoned big time today. So today is pardon day at the White House, dude. Who else they got? Uh, somebody else. I'm trying to find the in the uh, stream. Because Trump has been pardoning his ass out today. Or off. You pardon your ass off or out? 
By the way, I got to rip Kimberly in Philly. Oh, yeah? For what? She says, part, far be it from me not to partake in this made-up annual observation. Far better than a rodent and a shadow. National drink wine day. But she's got a beer on her table. Yeah, because she's drinking beer instead of wine. She's boycotting. She's saying, I'm going to drink beer instead of wine. Well, that's not, that's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Yeah, come on. I got to give her one of those. Give her one of those for me because my machine's messed up now. Okay, so... <laughs> I, I texted uh, Aubrey and I asked him if he can do it from the spa, which I think would be absolutely yeah. hysterical. I want to hear the bubbling water. <laughs> I've done many interviews of people in hot tubs and showers and stuff over the years. You know that, Luigi? Yeah. But he we might, met in a bathhouse. But, <laughs> but he might not have his Kamak phone. baths, but they're closed now. That's right. He might not I don't have know his... what happened. But they're gone now. <laughs> and there's nothing we can do about it. He might not have his phone on him right now. If he's out in the spa, he might have his phone in the locker, so he might not actually hear us. Can but, he do it um, tomorrow? I, I don't asking. like doing old news. Yeah, it's true. You're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. He's gone now. <laughs> There's nothing anybody can do about it. That's it. We had our chance. That's right. Having him on tomorrow would be nothing. No, it still would be. So, anyway. I'm- we'll get him on. Then I can scold him. Then I can show you that I'm not afraid of him either. <laughs> I'm not going to ban him from my show. That's what the 49, that's what the stinking Giants are doing. I just told With him- Gabe Kapler. I just told him you want to hear the water bubbling. We'll see if he actually has his phone on him, because it would be really funny. <laughs> Those are the kind of interviews I like. They're not really interviews. They're conversations. I'd l- you know, it it's must be nice to be see how the other half lives, though. You get all this shit going on. You all got this, all this money all, in the bank. All, no, you get all this craziness going on. You're on the screen. You're getting attacked. On, you're, you're, not, you're getting attacked on Twitter. You're not allowed to go to the damn white, uh, to, to the uh, to the 10-year celebration. You're supposed to go and talk to Carlson and all this nonsense. Fuck it. I'm going to the spa. Exactly. <laughs> well, he lives in Vegas. You know what but they still, say. Is he in Vegas or is he in San Diego? No, he lives in Vegas Okay, now. he's in Vegas. By the way, I have breaking news from the Babylon Bee, my, your most trusted news source. Not to outdo President Trump, Mini Mike Bloomberg stopped by the Daytona 500 yesterday to hand out speeding tickets. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's breaking news. <laughs> I love the Babylon Bee. Beach, Beach Babe, uh, 1204. Yes, an interview during a seaweed wrap. Yeah, exactly. Maybe a little cream on there. They put the uh, the mud, and uh, women do all this stuff, the milk and the mud. The milk and the mud. Yeah, they get milk baths, mud baths. They got all kinds. Women put all kinds of crazy shit on their faces when they're in a spa. Patrick W. O'Neill, Jr., St. Tony, enjoying your show in South Carolina. It's beautiful. Beautiful, man. I love to get down to, to, to the Outer Banks. That's North Carolina. I know, but that's close enough. No, South Carolina's for the South. You they don't go have down any Outer there, Banks go, there? No, the Outer Banks stick out in North Carolina because if you look at the map, and that's why Carolina always gets hit by the hurricanes mm-hmm. or the remnants of it because they jut out so far into the Atlantic Ocean. But, you know, go to Hilton Head. You go to Savannah, Georgia down there. Oh, so I've been to South Savannah. Car- Savannah's beautiful. The Hilton Head, South Carolina's great. There's a lot of places. Columbia, South Carolina. And then we're going to go to uh, North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go to South Dakota. Ah! Do you think that that's what finally did him in? Was it that, that particular Probably. sound? It didn't spite? help. Plus, the guy's a certified wacko. Well, aren't they all, though? Yeah, I, mean, I know. I don't know what you're saying. I bet, I bet Luigi thinks Kansas City's in Kansas as well. <laughs> well, there actually is a Kansas City in Kansas. Yeah, there's two of For them. For all of you wise asses out there, now, I'm not defending Trump. He obviously made a mistake. But the same thing with... You're fired. For example, St. Louis in Missouri, right? Do you know that there's an East St. Louis... Which is in the next state over? I've always been a West Side kind of guy. Did you know that, Robin? You know what? That there's a Kansas City, Missouri, <laughs> which is obviously where the Chiefs play, but there is also a Kansas City in Kansas, which is right across the border. 
And so I'm not going to defend Trump's mistakes or typos or any of that stuff. But at least it seems that he knows what state he's in right. when he's doing a, right. a rally. Captain Russ, divorces and hurricanes, two ways to lose a trailer in North Carolina. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> bum And with that, and with that, Tony. East St. Louis. I think we should close. I was that. in, when I was in St. Louis for one yet. of the I World Series. I have to series. wait until Aubrey uh, texts me back. Yeah, we're holding it right here. Keep it right here, as we say. KW, East St. Louis, home of the strip clubs, baby. Exactly right. Is that's, not all, that's not all that's going on in East St. Louis. By the way, East St. Louis Saint is not in St. Louis. Did you know that? No. Donde esta? For our Spanish-speaking Let fans. me give you some knowledge here. Drop Look some, at a map. Some geographical knowledge on my head, please. East St. Louis is in Illinois. It's not in Missouri. Oh, how about that? Colorado so, City in Utah. East St. Louis oh, is I in have Illinois. Fantasy. It's right across the river. From St. Louis, Missouri. Ah. So for people who just want to sit here and don't know anything about geography, including the president, East St. Louis, I would say pretty scary. Since we are uh, talking about baseball a lot today and about um, not allowing people to go to certain events, Mm -hmm. I have another update. We have another update. It's not a Florida update. It's one that I wanted to get to yesterday, but it is really hysterical. Is it as good as the guy farting and peeing in the courtroom? Maybe even better, actually. Really? Yeah, this is pretty awesome. This is a pretty awesome story. So this is a a regular news update. It hit yesterday, but um, it is So this is is fake news or old news? No, no, no. This is yesterday's news, but it's really good. It's really good. So let me go to yesterday's news. Oh, yeah, I remember this story. This is a great story. Yeah, this is a fantastic story. It happens to me all the time. So let's go to your <laughs> MLB should. Yankees desk. That, that would be the New York Yankees, not I MLB. Know. They're in the American the League. Right? I understand. The Yankees Tony. lose. But I'm the talking. Yankees but it's lose. Not a, it's not a minor league. It's not. This is actually real, true, honest to God MLB news. It is high. It is far. It is Brett Gardner's enormous dome. Let's go to your Brett Gardner. Has a stalker. Yes. And your stalker update desk. Your now, correspondent, Miss Robin. Dateline, New York. Yank Me Stadium, as Yank I call Me it. Yank Me Stadium. Now, uh, everybody has probably heard about this story. Brett Gardner has a stalker. There's they, they, People have talked about it for quite some time. But Brett Gardner now has filed a uh, lawsuit asking that his stalker uh, that asking a judge for an order of protection against an obsessed fan who is suing him. It's very convoluted, so you need to pay attention. And if you've watched Bull Durham, you sort of get this story. Okay. So, <laughs> here's what happened. When Brett Gardner, on the verge of reporting to spring training, right? Mm-hmm. Down in, he in, in has Florida, now asked Florida. a judge to keep an obsessed fan away from him and his family and he wants her to be banned from all bar par- all ballparks that the Yankees yeah, are Florida, playing. Florida, New York. Everywhere that the Yankees could possibly be. Any minor league team. He wants her to be kept away. He, uh, the Gardner's lawyer went to the Bronx Civil Court last Thursday for an order of protection against a woman named Gina. Let me see if I can say this uh, while I'm inebriated. Devashaya, yeah, 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 yeah. Gina Defes. Devasahayam. Devasahayam. There Easy we go. for you to say. Yeah, Devasahayam. Gina Devasahayam, who says. Machayim. Oh, no, not that one. I now, said. this is her claim. 
Her claim is that she is the Yankees outfielder's future wife. I've said that about many women myself. You're going to be my next future wife, ex-wife. And that he is constantly sending her signals, sexual signals, from the field. They have never met. Never, ever, ever have they met. So... Security guards have been given her photo with orders not to allow her in the gates or anywhere near Gardner. And, you know, the Yankees, are te- uh, they train in Tampa, where George right. Steinbrenner Field is. Get so out. Dean can go over there and check this chick out and see maybe if she's right. doable. If now I here's, was... There's a photograph of her that will come in just a minute. Is she hot? She is 46 years old. She says that she has a Ph.D. and she calls her tell- herself a biotech entrepreneur. And she nearly sneaked into the visitor's clubhouse last year at the Camden Yards in Baltimore Oriole, to Oriole, see Oriole Gardner before the security team booted her from the stadium. Um, she tried to attend a playoff game in October, and she is now suing the team, claiming that the court has grant that the court grant her access to the stadium in accordance with MLB fan policy and also in accordance with a significant other of MLB player Brett Gardner, she wrote in the lawsuit. I am a Yankees fan, and I'm also the future wife of Brett Gardner. <laughs> let me see. So let me here, take a look. You do realize, if so I was ahead of this thing, like, she's gone now, and there's nothing anybody <laughs> could do about it. That's I, I wanted to meet with her in the clubhouse well, she's gone after now. the game. So she is suing the team, saying she's thick, that, she's she, that she should be allowed all the uh, regular things that come along with being the significant other, other of Brett Gardner. Let's, I think we should hear her out. Did you hit that? So to speak. Yeah, with the baseball bat. <laughs> well, you know, Brett Gardner, if you've seen him the past season, he's the nutcase who gets the bat and hits the head he hits the dugout. Yeah, he can't remember hit that. But listen to all the different things that she says. Uh, she says <laughs> that the Yankees are not only preventing her from getting close to Gardner, but they are uh, she also alleges that they have hacked into her Twitter account to oh, steal no. her intellectual property. The Astros are behind that one. And this <laughs> is, so, was, she, was he banging on a trash can to try to send her a signal? But this is my favorite part. This is how she says that she claims her reasoning is real, that she truly is going to be the next uh, wife of Gardner. Mm-hmm. In a video of Gardner in the dugout, Gardner's motions with his hips on the stairs. They don't lie. As though he's having sexual intercourse with me. She says Gardner makes a sad face during home games when she does not attend. And she adds that Gardner was once ejected from a game by an umpire who likely received signals from her social media that she was angry with the outfielder. No doubt. No and doubt about it. After three years of romancing online, she said she started attending games because I see that Brett desires this. Now, Louise, you've seen her. Bagner. <laughs> she's 36. She's 46. 46. She's in your wheelhouse right now. My wheelhouse. That's the horny, uh, out-of-childbearing age group that's horny all the time. Probably had a bunch of boyfriends. Maybe was married once. Oh, you know me, him. Tony. Yes. Do exactly right. That is one effed up sh- chick, man. She has My some bat couldn't issues. get corked enough to hit that. Let me tell you that right now. I would need she's major, attractive. major enhancements. She's not attractive. This woman needs some help. Now, my, my stepmother worked with uh, her secretary way back in the day when she was in San Francisco this working for Jay No, Jay oh. Wal- when my stepmother worked for Jay Walter Thompson, big marketing. I know PR Jay Walter Thompson, yes. In San Francisco, her secretary 
was delusional as well regarding Magic Johnson. She absolutely believed Sorry. this was kind of the same situation. She absolutely <laughs> believed that Magic Johnson was having a relationship with her, even though they had never, ever, that. ever I met. And this was my stepmom's secretary. Jesus. And like she she would do things like buy herself an engagement ring and then claim that Magic had somehow given it to her, <laughs> even though they had never met face to face. And that every single time that she went to go see a Lakers game, they were on a date. Like, this is insane. This is cre this is like this is like what's that movie where the twelve degrees separation? No, they kill the bunny. The oh, what's yeah, her that's face? Uh, um, uh, well, not a decent proposal. That's where what's his face wanted his wife to bang somebody, Robert Redford, right? Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Yeah, this is the one oh, with the bunny. He's in the spa. Call me. Okay, I'm calling. Oh, we're gonna go. We are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for. Why is it like a hundred degrees down here now? You have the heat on, Robin? I'm freaking sweating here. And it's not because I saw that chick, that group of Jesus She should have just gone down to the bullpen and let the guy sitting around doing nothing have a little fun during the game. Hello, exactly. Brett Gardner's grabbing his bat and banging the damn dugout top. Remember those scenes? I think that's dirty talk. Yeah, he was banging the top of that dugout. He was thinking about me. When he was doing that. Yeah. You've seen those scenes, right? Where Absolutely. he would flip out yeah. in the dugout and he'd start banging the dugout. You should have seen me in another because I bet on the bastards. You should have seen me at home. Fatal Attraction, thank you. That's the movie. Fatal Attraction, thank you. That, the Fatal Attraction is a movie where what's his, Glenn Close is in it, right? It's Glenn Close. And her husband's banging somebody else. Or, no, she's obsessed with somebody. She's obsessed with That's somebody. right. She's obsessed with somebody. And then she goes to his house. Wasn't it Michael Douglas? Michael Douglas. Yep. Michael so Douglas Glenn Close was obsessed with with uh, with Michael Douglas. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Tony. Go Wait ahead. a minute. We're efforting now. I think I think Robin has. Yeah, we got Aubrey. In, Aubrey in, in, in the tub. Is he in the tub? Is he at the spa? Is he in the tub though? I don't know. You Is know what chilling? they say? If you're you're not going to make the club, you might as well get in the tub. If you're in the no, this was a great Emmett Smith quote. You're not going to make the club if you're in the tub, meaning okay. that players he are sitting in the in chair, and he has the waterfall oh. going behind him, and hopefully we can actually hear it. But here's Aubrey. Is he Huff. getting a mani pedi? Is he getting his punani wax? Is he getting <laughs> oh, manscaped? Wow. What has happened to Aubrey Huff, ladies and gentlemen? A guy who blew me off for Tucker Carlson, and then got blown off by Tucker Carlson. See what happens, man, when you turn your back on former partners. What's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> well, we weren't a part of it. I'm not getting a Manny Petty. Real men don't do that, but I am getting my butthole bleached here in a minute. That's all right. The taint. You got to make sure the taint, that area in there, you got to make sure it's all the same color. You don't want, like, dark. That's, and then... that, That's the progressive woke thing to do nowadays. Exactly right. Aubrey Huff. Now, I, I, I got to know you because I, we worked together on a radio station in San Francisco when you were filling in for a couple of weeks, and I was in there filling in. So we got to talk and talk a lot about baseball and fun stuff. And here we are these years later, and now all of a sudden you're a persona non grata in the Giants organization. And I saw what you read. We read the letter. I've seen the reaction. Actually, I even like Kurt Schilling's response was pretty funny today. Oh, did, did you see what Kurt wrote? Oh, absolutely. There, there wouldn't be a, a, a uh, reunion without me. There's no doubt about it. It takes a team effort, no doubt about it. But, yeah, I mean, I was one of the major cogs in that team. And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned uh, the interview you know, when we were working together in San Francisco. I actually did an interview this morning with that same radio station, and the guy that interviewed me got so triggered that I wouldn't apologize for my tweet that I had made in the past that he actually started yelling at me and ended up hanging up. Very professional. 
Was that Joey Fortenbaugh? Was it Joey Fortenbaugh who did that? That's the guy. That guy's a Philly Allentown area guy. Grew up in the in the Steel City in the, in a town where they tore the factories down, and now he's all woke. I love the guy. He's a great football guy, and he's a great football uh, analyst. But he played the woke card on you today. Oh, just pandering. You know, and I was like, I wanted to say, you know, what KBR KBR is killing you in the ratings anyway. But I didn't get a chance to respond because he was yelling so much and hung up on me. Really, really riveting stuff. He hung up on you? <laughs> hung up. I've never had anybody, like, professionally, like, in an interview like that, actually hang up on a guest. Never heard of such a thing. Wow. That is an yeah. outrage. So try, not, try, try to, try to uh, restrain yourself, guys, and do not hang up on me today or this interview is over, obviously. <laughs> Listen, you know I'll rip you because that's what I do, and that's what you do because you get it, and I get it, and we can have fun talking about this stuff. I mean, the that's way the people, world has changed. Absolutely. That's what people don't get. When you spend time with a lot of guys in the locker room, you develop thick skin. And I have this thing, and I tell my boys all the time that, you know, that's how guys like each other. If I'm not ripping on you, I don't like you. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the way the locker room is. And that's how I really kind of transitioned in my second career when I go on into Twitter. Half of the stuff I say is satire. The other half is stuff I really feel, right? But, and I think when you read my tweets, you've got to be an idiot without any common sense to know what's 50 50. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, you know, and I know, like, you and Kurt, and Kurt Schilling, obviously, is feeling the wrath. They fired him at ESPN. You know, and I know Kurt really, really well when he pitched. And now the argument is, you know, he's not, he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame because he's a right-wing guy, and he collects uh, Civil War uh, memorabilia. And supposedly he's a Nazi now because he collects Civil War memorabilia. And so that's what happens to players like you and Kurt Schilling, guys who have the audacity to uh, express their own views in a world where you're not allowed to have an opposing viewpoint. Well, that's the funny thing about this whole situation, you know, not getting invited to the 10-year reunion. To me, I, I, I believe like any press is good press. Like, for me, this opportunity to be able to go out there, I'm a capitalist pig. Let's take an opportunity with this and go out there and, and, and get your voice out there. And, and, and there's a lot of people that are backing me. There are San Francisco Giants fans that the Giants don't really realize that are backing me, right? So they've got a pretty progress. they got a pretty conservative base of fans as well that they don't know that they're probably going to lose some money out of this deal on. But, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a capitalist guy. Let's, let's use this and have fun with it. I'd rather do this and not sell out my beliefs and values and be who I am than to go out there and get a five-second validation hat tip for something I did 10 years ago. I got texts and tweets. I got texts, I'm sorry, from so many players that I played with today. They're like, dude, so funny on Twitter, hilarious. I can't believe they're not inviting you. But, uh, you know, and, and a lot of people are like, why don't you have everybody just not show up? I'm like, well, that's not my fight. That's not their fight, you know. And why involve them trying not to go? That's something they want to do, do it. This is my fight, and, and uh, let's have fun with it. You know, the thing that really fascinates me about all this stuff, you know, because I'm not a right-wing wacko. I'm just a guy who looks at things fairly. And most of my opinions now, I, I despise the Democrats. I used to be a Democrat. I've never been a Republican. And I don't really care about either party. But nowadays, we live in a world where people watch your Twitter feeds to, so that they, they can pinhole you and say, oh, you're one of those guys in a cult. You're in a cult. And it's funny. The people who accuse you of being in a cult are in the biggest cult ever, the cult of no free speech for thee, but just for me. Oh, it's, it's exactly right. And, and, you know, for me, it's just like I have I, like I coached Little League the last six years. And I had about 40 kids this year that were in, in the AAA league that I'm coaching. 
And I had about 28 of those parents request me to be their coach for their kids. That's the kind of impact I have on young minds. And, and there's a lot of people out there that have, I can't believe you're coaching Little League. I'm like, well, I'm not out there holding freaking Trump rallies with kids at baseball practice. I, you know what I mean? It's, it's absolutely insane how people think. And, you know, I, I'm a, first and foremost, I love God and country, and I love my kids. And a lot of what I do is for them. And, um, you know, if you don't like it, I don't really care. I'm fighting for free speech. I'm fighting for Second Amendment. I'm fighting for people's right to exist. And you guys know, Tony, you know, I struggle out of baseball with anxiety and depression. And I think that happened because I got out of that clubhouse vibe, that, that fun vibe, talking trash with the fellas, and I, try, I had to conform to the real world because it don't work that way. You know that. And I started really getting bad anxiety and depression. I was suicidal at a time. And then I finally said, you know what, screw this. I started being myself again, and guess what happened? It all went away. And I think that's what everybody's, a lot of people in this world are struggling from all that anxiety, depression, because they're, not, they're afraid to say what they feel in, in, in fear of losing a job or being ridiculed, and that's just wrong. We're talking with Aubrey Hoff out in a spa in Vegas, which is a tough life, I guess. But I love when you point out the one tweet, somebody sent it to me today, and they were like, I'm like, really? That's a tweet that proves that this guy's a bad guy? The tweet about you know, going through a divorce, and when you're not with somebody your whole life, and then things end, and they get 50% of what you work for, somehow people think that that's not how most men think when they have, are, have a great career, and then something happens, and the ex-wife wants half of it. Somehow you're a bad guy, or any guy who's ever gone through that is, is evil for expressing that kind of an opinion. What? I've never heard of one guy that's gone through that situation that said, yeah, she deserves it. <laughs> you, you, you name me that one guy that's done that. I don't think they exist. So, I don't know. That's just, to me, that's common sense. Yeah, and again, that's the kind of stuff that triggers people because the, the same fans who loved when you were doing the thing with the thongs and all the funny stuff that clubhouse guys do, you know, the stuff, I mean, another guy I mentioned earlier uh, who was part of the Giants, part of the Phillies, great guy. He's, uh, he's played for the Texas Rangers. He's played a lot of places. Hunter Pence, a fun guy. He did the whole let's go eat here thing in Philly after he would get a big hit and they would win. And they loved him. People love characters in baseball. But then all of a sudden they love the character until they realize, oh, my God, he, he supports the president of the United States. How dare he come back to our town and go to a 10-year anniversary of the World Series championship? It's literally amazing, isn't it? I mean, say, for instance, Conor McGregor. Everybody loves Conor McGregor. This guy is the champion of the NBA, this MMA. What he's done in his career is legendary. He's a can't-miss guy, right? Then he goes off and supports Donald Trump as being the best president ever. What happens? Oh, the backlash. Oh, Conor McGregor, you suck. You're the worst. Why? Because he has a different belief system and a value, and, and you support the president. You don't? Who cares? You know, it's just that's my thing. I'm just trying to rectify this whole politically incorrect BS that's going around in our world. Exactly. And I love when you bring up the money that you made in your career because that's, there's nothing that shuts down a conversation when people call you well, names. <laughs> what else is there? You, what else is there? Hope you suck as a ball player, average at best. Well, if, you know, $26 million net worth and being lazy at the spa on a random Monday in Vegas is uh, a mediocre player. Sign me up, baby. It's Tuesday, by the way, so you don't even know what day it is. That's even better. <laughs> even, even better. <laughs> <laughs> when you don't know what day it is oh, and you can sit in a you. spa in Vegas and get your balls waxed, then you know, Pain. my friend, Pain. you have Pain you bleach. <laughs> anal bleaching. Get it right. Anal bleaching, you don't get the whole manscaping thing down there, get it all cleaned up nice and smooth and 
a little salt and pepper no, in there. You mix it in. You you put the oat no, lotions and potions. I'm a, I'm a full boat bush kind of guy. I'm a man's man, baby. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm you know I, I, my uh, my collection of uh, adult erotica. You know, every once in a while you go back and you look at the '80s porn bushes and you're saying, you know, that was pretty amazing when you think about it. You know. Picture, picture, picture me, Burt Reynolds, laying in the bed with a full stash in the hair. Remember that picture of him, that legendary picture? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah there you I go. That's what I'm talking welcome, about. Ladies. <laughs> so you don't you live in <laughs> Vegas now, and so do you go back to the Bay Area at all? No, I don't live in Vegas. Uh, I'm just here um, having fun, just enjoying uh, enjoying my time, a relaxing time. And I actually live in California now, if you can believe it. You're in San Diego, right? I'm in that area, yeah. Yeah, La Jolla, yeah. that yeah, the nice place, where the yeah, water's yeah, clean exactly. and it's uh, it's warm all year round. And, and the the women instinctively flock at the San Juan Capistrano. Exactly right. Now, have you made the pilgrimage <laughs> to San Juan Capistrano to see the returns of the swallows? No, I have not been there yet. But I was just quoting uh, Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber. That's all. I was trying to be funny. I know. Luigi got that. I didn't get it because was that the original Dumb and Dumber? That's the original. Yeah, the, the only one that was good. Yeah, I didn't see the second one. You don't want to see the second yeah. one. Yeah. I think no, Bush is coming back. Not George Bush or Jeb Bush or any of the Bush family, just like the Clintons. But do you think Bush will come back eventually? Not the group Bush either. I hope not. But just Bush. You think no. we'll go back? Because everything this, you know, the bell bottoms when I was a kid, that was a big deal. That look is back. Things come and go. What about Bush, in your humble well, opinion? I hope, I, I hope for women's sake, no. No, I, yeah, no, I hope not. But, you know, I think guys, you know, they get a pass for that. Women, That's my, women, no, no, no. It's dental floss for both of us. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm domesticated. I'm not a bushman. I'm domesticated. I, uh, I'm not dealing with it. I'm not dealing with it. Nope. I once, I once experimented with designs in the pubic region. I had a uh, lightning bolt one time and then a, a microphone in there before. And, you know, that was a little over the top. But, a microphone? Know, hey, when you're young, you do stupid things. Yeah, I shaved one side. I went yin and yang. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. I've never even done a microphone down there. And I have manscaping equipment. Oh, gosh. I got to take it to my barber, Tom. Extra <laughs> <laughs> five bucks. Just got to do anything you a want. A lightning bolt. Were you listening to uh, Hacksaw, ha- Hacksaw down there in San Diego? Show me your lightning bolt. No, actually, we uh, the, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning, when I was with the Lightning, actually won the seventh game, uh, won the Stanley Cup, and I was at the game. And I was like, you know what? In, in honor of their championship glory, I'm going to throw a lightning bolt in my pubic region. And uh, the ex-wife was thrilled at the time. Yeah, it's a good look. No. You know, I've done that. Guys have done it with tattoos. Remember the barbed wire tattoos and the lightning bolt tattoos? It's a bad look, man. It's coming back. Oh, look, yeah. I mean, and your hair, well, at least. I, I, we, the hair grows back, we, at least. When you get a tattoo we, we, of a barbed wire around your bicep, that's... that's, that's uh, yeah, that's bad. That's yeah. bad. Well, listen, it's, it's probably not as bad as having Transformers tattoos on your back. I have that. No so, way. That. Which one? Yeah, so Which one? Hot. Optimus Prime? Well, who, who, who are you? No, he's a Decepticon well, well, so guy. I have the... I have the insignia of the Autobots and Decepticons on my shoulder blade, so the good guy, bad guy. Wow. So it's what kind of what were you drinking it's when kind that of similar, happened? <laughs> it's kind of similar to my Twitter account. You know, I play the good guy and the bad guy. It's 50-50. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, what was I drinking that day? Yeah, no, I, was, I, I honestly wasn't drinking that day because you can't drink in a tattoo parlor. You know that. Robin was before the <sighs> don't drink because she went to Vegas and got a tattoo, a tramp stamp. And that was before was they before. started realizing that people should not be getting tramp stamps when they're drunk in Vegas and go into a it tattoo parlor. It was before parlor. they were called tramp stamps, too. They were always called tramp stamps. No, no, one ever said to your face. no, no, That's no, the no, difference. no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just not go there, shall we? Uh, so now what's going to happen? Aubrey, let's cut to the chase now. 
So yes. if they if Larry Bear comes back after he's pushing his wife around to get the phone out of her hand in a public square, and again, I don't believe, and I'm not one of these selective morality, I don't believe he assaulted his wife. We saw what it was. It was an argument. She wanted his phone. He wanted it back. Her chair tipped over. She started yelling. So I was not one of these people who said, Larry Bear should be taken out as the CEO of the Giants. I don't play that selective morality card. What he did was wrong. He okay. was embarrassed. He took some time off. And now, and now you, so if he calls you and he realizes that the winds, even though they probably wouldn't change in San Francisco, and he says, you know what, we're going to bring you back to show you that we're above this kind of nonsense. Well, you know what, it's, it's funny when I got a call from him, you know, I have had nothing but respect for Larry Bear when I played there and even today, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of on the, the side of you are on as well. I saw that video. It's ridiculous. The guy wanted his phone back. The chair tipped over, big deal. But, you know, it's, it, you know, he got blamed for something, you know, and he had to take time off for it. You know, and allegedly he's abused his wife, right? Allegedly. That's what everybody says. All I did was tweet words, right? <laughs> so, and, you know, for me to, to not be able to go to a, uh, an event where it would be happening without my contributions and with the other 24 guys as well, no doubt about it, but it just, it's just the hypocrisy of some, the way people think just blows my mind. And like I said, I'm not upset about it. I'll take this opportunity as a, uh, a chance to, to, you know, have fun with it and enjoy, you know, do shows like this and, and uh, kind of bring awareness to how stupid this world is. So was, what was it that set off Joey Fortinball, 95-7 the game, that he had to hang up on you? Oh, I mean, it, my, my tweets of, uh, you know, like the girl, uh, the girl being hired as a coach in and, and Major League Baseball, and, and if you're going to be completely honest, I don't believe men coaching women's sports should be a thing either. I don't know why a man would. Women are hard enough to deal with. Why do you want to coach them? Really? So, you know, oh. Well, except for Gino Oriama, though. Gino Oriama <laughs> is the best coach of a female basketball team ever. No, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Yeah. Aubrey, because I, I know that you joke around a lot. But, but yeah. here, because I think that coaching could be. Here's the, here's the okay. only reason I say not, not so much on the position, say on the field, but in the clubhouse. Now, when you have a woman that's going to be in the coaching room, that she's going to have to take her shower first, and these guys, all they want to do on the staff is go home, then she's got to shower. And you know how long it takes women to shower. Exactly. And after a game, you know, it's going to take you guys 30 minutes to shower. Well, these guys just want to get home. And it's, it's just going to take longer. And you, you have just situations, you know, if you have a guy in a woman's clubhouse, there's, there's always a risk that there might be something sexual that goes down. It's just not a... It's not a play I would actually want on a team if I'm an owner of a baseball team, a football team, or whatever it may be. So I don't want that risk. That's so, all I'm saying. Let me clarify then. So it's not that you don't think that she would be, she, a female, couldn't be as good of a coach. It's just the outside, Listen, I, extraneous I think, circumstances. I think she that definitely, definitely knows the game. Absolutely knows the game. Probably qualified. Is she qualified as much as some other guys that probably took that role? Absolutely not. Most likely not. This was a move that was probably one of those things where it's San Francisco. You want to look woke and progressive, and that's what it was. You know, I, can she can she teach a guy how to hit a 97-on-hour fastball in the inside corner? No. And, and you know, that's just my, my opinion. But How dare you have that? How dare you take that position as a man who played Major League Baseball and have the audacity no wonder why people uh, are hanging up on you. He's got no, a light it's amazing. It's and and, and, I'm, and I'm, supposed, I'm supposed to apologize for what I believe. And it's ridiculous. You know, so it's like, it's like a guy going to a woman's locker room and, 
he's trying to tell her how to hit a, a fastball inside corner softball. And I've played softball, slow pitch. It's a completely different swing. And I'm, 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 I couldn't play slow pitch softball to save my ass. So, you know, I don't – it's a completely different game. Who knows? I mean, there's things that women can coach women that can teach them that man can. There's things that a man can teach men that women can. It's just – it's the way it works. And we're trying so hard to flip-flop and confuse our sexuality in this crazy world. And it's, 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 it's just insane to me. It's so common sense that I can't believe people don't see it. So what's next now? Do you, so you said you don't care, and I believe you. But have you heard from any of the teammates from that team? Have they called you? Have you called them, the guys you played with in that 2010? I've got, I've got, uh, I've got a lot of responses today from my crew of guys that I played with in 2010 that are my guys. Yes, I did, from all of them. Asking me if I'm okay, uh, you know, are you suicidal? I'm like, what? <laughs> no, man, I'm completely fine. Like I said, uh, I uh, I was like, you guys know me, I was like this in the clubhouse, and I'm like this on Twitter. This is not nothing new. Like, yeah, I know. Just want to check on you, man. No worries. You know, what? keep doing you, brother. That's pretty much it. Because the assumption is is that every player, every athlete is woke and believes one way and one way alone or doesn't feel that they should give their opinion based on everything. Well, I On anything, that, actually. The, the, the guys the guys that are still currently playing, there's no way in hell they would ever, ever agree with me in the, in the sense of getting crushed because of their beliefs. But you know how many of them actually probably do? Not, I'm not talking Giants. I'm talking across the league or across any sport that actually do believe what I say, but they can't say anything. I would say at least 70% of them. Now, there's a, the story, the, your appearance on 95.7 The Game, where you and I worked uh, together for a fill-in week there, and my former boss in Philly is the boss there. But, you know, now that's becoming a big story because uh, you said, I don't believe a woman should be in men's pro sports. And then that's when they hung up on you, right? When you got into that discussion, I believe that was it. I haven't really listened to it, but there was something that set poor little guy off. I can't remember his name, but boy, Joe he just started getting. You know, Joe. Joe got hot. All of a sudden, he was pretty good. Um, you know, he was. You know, we were having a civil conversation, and that's what the left does. A lot of the left, when they start losing arguments, they start getting they start getting crazy and start yelling over you, and then that's when you know you won. And then <laughs> I said something like, "Dude." Are you, are you mad, bro? Do you, you even know me? And then, hey, just hung up. And that was it. That See, was now, it. Now, Did you tell him to come at you, bro, though, or do you even lift? You had to go that route, though, I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> See, now, Aubrey, like, for, for, because I never, the idea of hanging up on somebody, unless they're, like, yelling and screaming themselves, I just don't agree with. Now, I don't agree with you. But that doesn't mean that I would hang up on you, okay. nor, nor would I, nor would I disrespect you. And I, I, I actually like having the conversation because at some point, because we're having a conversation, I would love to think that I could maybe change your mind about something. And likewise, you might like to think that you could change my mind about something. And if you well, listen, we... Rob, I, I agree. I agree. There's some things that you, we may learn from each other. But I don't think there's ever, I don't care how much of a conversation you have somebody, you're never going to change their beliefs, values, conviction, whether it's faith-wise, political leaning. You may, you may, we may challenge each other um, with certain topics and change minds in that aspect. Yes, absolutely. But when you start talking about attacking character, beliefs, and values, something you've been instilled in since you were a kid that you learned from your mom or your dad, and, you know, that's, that's, those are things that are very, very hard to do and i don't know why i don't even know why people even engage in those kind of conversations exactly now of course i'm getting hammered on twitter by the totally woke crowd the selective morality crowd where one crime could be committed by two people but it's only 
good if it's the right people well, that you agree with. Tony, you, you know, when you just check your direct messages, I got thousands of those today supporting me. So that's, you know, that's the sign of majority that believes in DNL, kind of how I, how I talk and what I believe in. And that's the same silent majority that got Donald Trump elected in, in 2016. It's going to be the same silent majority that's going to overwhelmingly have a landslide victory in 2020. It's just the way it is. The more that the left screams, the more they're going to vote for Trump. And I'm, it's, going to be, it's going to be brilliantly gorgeous. I agree. I mean, I look at my 401K and I say, hey, and I'm not a rich guy. You know, I just have 401Ks from my previous employers, and they're doing well. Would they have done well under Hillary? I don't know, but I know right now I'm not triggered every 10 seconds about anything that happens in Washington. I mean, for people to be that hypersensitive, that hyper-triggered about every single thing for every single day for over 1,000 consecutive days is insanity. Well, that's that's my reason for voting Donald Trump. People ask me all the time why I voted for him. I voted for my pocketbook. Whoever's in office, I try to vote for my pocketbook. And he's a guy that says what he feels. And he's, and he's great for the economy. I don't care what he tweets. Is my pocketbook getting affected? And since he's taken office, my portfolio is absolutely splendid. So I don't know. For me, this whole re- hashtag resist crowd, you know, instead of hashtag resisting, why don't you not resist and get into the market and take advantage of the booming economy that's surrounding you and make some money? But that's just me. That's common sense to me. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. No, you can do what you want. That's what makes America great. You can feel whatever the way you want, as long as you're not hurting people, you're not assaulting people, you're not doing criminal matters. Well, and here's the other thing. No matter what you feel, Aubrey, you are not trying to prevent anybody, any woman, from getting a job. You have an opinion about it. You say that you don't think that they could be as good. But if they get a job, you're not going, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think she should be able to do it, so therefore she can't. And that, well, I think, listen, is it. If, if she does a great job, great. I'm, I, 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 you know what? Root her on. Go for it. And, you know, I just, I think, you know, traditionally in baseball, it's, you know, pro sports, it's been a man's world, right? Yeah. And it's just a lot of this whole progressive thing. The world is changing. Yes, I get that. But also, I mean, if you look around the world, you know, it's, the, the divorce rates are sky high. We're getting reversals of roles and marriages. And, and I believe a lot of it's this whole progressive um, thing where was divorce a big thing in the 20s? No. A woman, a woman loved raising kids, being with the family, being a nurturer, and the man went out there, was the man, wanted to provide, needed to provide and protect and bring bacon home for the family. And now the roles are kind of being reversed where the women are starting to go out there, the men are having to stay home, and it's, and it's, it's emasculizing for the man, and the woman's becoming powerful. Those roles aren't supposed to be that way. And that's, I think, why you're seeing so many divorces in the world today. It's confusing entire gender. And that's, that's, that's my opinion. You know, I, that's what I feel and that's what I think. But you guys may have a different view on that. So be it. No, again, oh, I, I have lots of opinions. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I would have opinions, but then I'd have to do a talk show, and I don't really want to do that anymore. <laughs> but the worst thing I have, I got to get, I got to get your take on the whole Rob Manfred thing. I mean, the guy is, every time he talks, he's screwing himself up. He talked to. Uh, Talked to uh, ESPN and the great Carl Ravitch, and it was like an hour-long interview. And obviously, he's trying to rehabilitate his persona. And it's not just at the fans. It's players. It's players all over the major leagues. Like Justin Turner, when he says about the piece of metal being taken away, what's the big deal? Uh, Rob Manfred, can he survive this as a guy who was in baseball for a long, long time and has seen uh, idiotic commissioners? You know what, Tony? 
I got to tell you, buddy, I, I have not followed a lot of baseball since I got out of it. I tell people all the time, do I, do I miss the guys in the locker room, the camaraderie? Absolutely. Did I love the game? I liked it a lot. And I was good at it. So I played the baseball games. I knew it set me up for life. And it did. And so when I got out of it, I didn't want to really get back into it. And I wanted to do something different with my life. And I don't really watch it. It's not interesting to me. It's too, uh, too much replay, too much crap going on, too much technology, too much young, woke, let the kids play, bat flipping BS. I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. So I don't watch it really. I don't know what's going on except for the sign stealing thing. And, you know, if I have any advice for the Astros, if they lived and played in the early 2000s, they should be wearing bulletproof vests up to the plate every time. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of players have said they're going to go out and, you know, they're going to throw at these guys. And the commissioner now saying, anybody who does this is going to be in trouble. Well, doesn't anybody yeah. who throws at somebody get in trouble anyway in the history of baseball? Isn't that the way that. But, but that's, that's, that's the world we live in. We're, we're celebrating people uh, cheating. You know, I mean, it's just, uh, what's the repercussions for these guys? You fire coaches and GMs, but you let the players off. They're the ones that probably orchestrated it. You know, it's absolutely, it's, it's crazy. Like, Alex Corey gets fired, then, you know, it's, I guarantee you a lot of it's the players. Why don't, where's the punishment for them? I know you can't take World Series rings away. That's crazy. And you can't predict those kind of things. But, you know, where's the playoff shares being taken away? Pay back playoff shares. I don't know. Something. Something's got to stink. It's like you're sending your boys to a timeout when they get in trouble. That don't do anything. You've got to spank those kids. That's the only way to learn. That's my opinion. Exactly right. Aubrey Hopp, ladies and gentlemen taking time out of a busy spa day in Las Vegas. <laughs> now, which spa? Can you identify the spa? No, for safety's reasons today, I'm not going to tell you where I'm at. Okay, I mean, you're on the Strip, you're off Strip. Where are you, in uh, now, Old I'm Town? Gonna, and I'm going to ask this instead of Tony. Aubrey, what are you wearing? Robbie, <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if I told you I was naked, would you be pleased? Yes. No yes, thong? Yes. You still have <laughs> the thongs? There's nobody, there's, there's nobody in here. I On this chair, spread eagle with nothing on. You're welcome. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you oh, very much. Oh, you know what I have to play to that, right? But we, mine's is, mine is not playing been, for some reason. And not only that, I've, I've been drinking uh, wine for I National Wine Day. Yeah, it's National Wine. We've been drinking on the show, which is what I like about doing this, because we don't have to worry about bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> so so I, I'm a little inebriated right now, because having wine at noon is um, much more than I'm used to. No, we started at one, Robin. You're okay. soft. She's soft. She's triggered. She's a she's a snowflake. And we haven't even seen any snowflakes this winter here in the East Coast. No, I actually. You've I, think, only, I think I'm a. You've only a cheap been drinking for an hour. Yeah. No, we've been drinking for two hours now. Two Almost hours three. Now. Oh, okay, actually. okay, good. You guys were pretty good for drinking for two hours. Not I know. Bad. I'm actually kind of proud Very, of myself. Here. Robin actually Very read. Robin actually read your entire letter. And didn't slur that badly. She got through the whole thing. Unbelievable. I know. That's what's I gotta... amazing. You guys have been drinking for two hours and didn't hang up on me. The other guys were sober as a judge, and I got hung up on. It's hilarious. <laughs> hey, Aubrey, it's great to talk to you, man. You know, you keep doing what you're doing. You're not hurting anybody. I don't get it. I don't get yeah. it at all. You do what you want. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And I think the, com- yep. the country now, I don't think there's going to be a civil war. I just think people need to to stop complaining about everything. Well, and I said Tony, this... at the end of the day, just laugh, baby. That's all it's about, laugh. Let's just laugh. And That's I said this earlier, Aubrey, I said that, you know, the, the whole reason why people are so engrossed in sports is that for, for uh, years and years and years, it has been an escape from reality. It's escape from your normal, everyday life. And it's escape from politics. And the fact that now everything is so intertwined with each other... Um, we should not care about what you do in the rest of your life, whether we agree with you or not. 
and the fact that you won a World Series in San Francisco. Actually, two. Two, uh, two of them, absolutely, yes. You know, absolutely, Robin, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, people, when I went to baseball games, you know, uh, as a kid, I didn't want to think about politics or anything, school, homework, nothing. I went to games because I loved watching sports, and I loved to get away, and it just brought out the kid in me, and I think a lot of adults have lost that. I used, I mean, people want to go to ball games and watch the actual game. They don't want to hear LeBron spew about his political agendas and supporting Hillary Clinton and all these things. They just want to watch him dominate on the court. And, and that goes for anybody playing professional sports. You want to get out of baseball, basketball, and you want to change careers and do that, great. But that's why I stayed away from it when I played. I didn't have a Twitter account and all that stuff when I played. I wasn't out there doing this stuff. I didn't want the distraction. I just knew that people wanted to see me play and didn't want that kind of attention. And I just wish guys would get back to that. Agreed. Last thing. We have breaking news. Luigi, can you hit this? This just in from Washington. It's a big day in Washington. The president parted, pardoned Eddie DeBartolo and Jerry Rice and all the Niner fans are excited. Then you got Rod Blagojevich who was pardoned. And now the president has just informed me, live here, you have now been pardoned from the crime of actually speaking out about being uninvited. And he will have you personally invited and escorted into the Giants clubhouse for the 2010 World Series celebration. Who said that? Uh, my source is in the wa- in the White House right now. I think Jake Tapper just t- tweeted that out <laughs> on CNN. Oh, shut your mouth, Tony! You're such an idiot. <laughs> that, that was that, that. You know what would be spectacular if Donald Trump invited me to the White House during the during the uh, reunion, and we can have a meet and greet. That'd be fantastic. Absolutely. That, Jerry Rice was there today. I wonder if they're killing Jerry Rice in San Francisco because he went to the White House to thank the president for pardoning Eddie DeBartolo, one of the most revered owners in sports history and obviously in 49er history. Oh, he'll get, he'll, get, he'll get a little heat, no doubt about it. Absolutely. A- absolutely. Aubrey Hoff, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. The man, who, the man who brought bonds. He brought bonds back and made them popular t- 10 years ago this year. Thanks, brother. All right, guys. You got it, man. It's great having me, having, you having me on, guys. That was fun. There he was, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. He was and he still is. Aubrey <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> that was not, was that not fun? Yeah, it was fun. Where else are you going to talk about? Manscaping, taints, uh, butt, dial, uh, butt dying, dying the, uh, the, the butt area. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I use just for men on mine. Do you really? I like just a little gray. <laughs> you just take the gray out? No, just you got a little gray. You don't want the pitch dark pubic hair to get it real, real dark? No, I got all blacks down there, man. Exactly right. Sort of like I'm the not, not like that. I mean, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. My my like carpets that. match the drapes, I and unfortunately, like if anybody that. knows anything about what redheads, do you mean, you people? <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. You will not hear another interview with Aubrey Huff. No. Of that, there's no way Tucker Carlson was going to ask him about whether what he was doing in a spa in Las Vegas, whether he was getting his taint dyed. Hoop Circle Podcast says that was way better than a Tucker Carlson interview. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Tucker Carlson, what would he be saying during if that were the interview right now? You have a literal dumpster fire. Exactly. Uh, t- so off the air, Aubrey said, oh, my God, that was so much fun. we got to do that again. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know why? So, now, I don't Because I love people who's, who's, who's tell it like it is. I tell think, it like it is. Bro. I think Aubrey is totally 100% wrong about female coaches. Um, you can feel that way, Robin. And that, by the way, he's not going to scream at you. No, I know. And I, I do agree with him on the shared locker room. I'm like, why would it? 
I, my thought is, why would they have to share a locker room? Why would they have to share the same Why do shower? we have to have gender-neutral uh, bathrooms? Wouldn't, wouldn't there be why separate Why are men allowed in women's rooms and women's are allowed in men's rooms? Why? I don't know. I have my opinions about it, but I'd save it for another time. No, I mean, I, I just, we can talk about it just, I, just no. really quick. I, I think that coaching, just like teaching, um, no, 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 I know that there is this thought process, like there, there is a saying that if you, if you can't do it, teach, yes. or what was the saying that actually goes, if you those don't, who can't, those who can't, can't do, teach. And I think that that's actually bullshit to a certain extent. It's um, not bullshit, Robin. No, because I do think that a teacher, even if uh, thank you, somebody Welcome, that isn't a, a really good um, hitter, well, I'm trying to think of what, like, okay, let's just say hitter. Somebody that isn't a good hitter, they can see the physique of somebody. They can see what needs to be done to actually you be a good You know what women should worry about right now, Robin? No, I'm not. Just let, let me, me tell me, you let what let women finish. should be worried about. Oh, yeah, we already heard your me. argument that women can coach men. Of course they can. Of course they can. Gino Auriemma is the greatest college basketball coach ever to, to women. coach women. Right? But He's the best. There's no man who's right. ever coached women's basketball who's been more successful than Gino Oriema. Yes. And there are women who coach men's teams, too. The point is, if women who have equality, oh, by the way, right. the last time I checked, yeah. they are not even speaking out about a real outrage, which is trans men who aren't, haven't transformed. There are men pretending to be women topic. and going out and beating them in track and field competitions. Right. They're afraid to say anything about that. Yeah, because it's so the why PC would, The only person who did, and then she had to walk it back, was Martina Navratilova. Martina Navratilova, when she started seeing transvestite men, not transsexual, not men who are in the process of becoming a female, it doesn't matter what It does matter. No. Because at least if you're in the process and you're trying to become a woman no. and you believe you're a woman and then you start competing, you, I believe the only way to solve this problem is to have a separate trans event in sports. Absolutely. So you don't have men who are stronger, thicker, heavier. But this is a whole different topic, No, it's Tony not. Ben. It's yes. the same thing. Because you're going to complain that women should be coaching in every sport if they're qualified. Nobody's arguing that. Um, he's well, a baseball player. But he was a baseball player who didn't think that a woman hitting instructor could teach him, especially a softball right. hitting instructor, could teach him anything about hitting a baseball. That's not sexism. That's his opinion. And oh, by the it's way, he didn't get anybody fired. No, he didn't call for exactly. them to be thrown out. And he that's didn't go a big, picket. That's a major point. He is not trying to prevent anybody from getting a job. He's just saying that that's his opinion. And he also stated in this interview with us just now that if she ends up being a fantastic coach, fantastic. He's not. He's not trying to prevent her. Um, he just doesn't. He personally believes that she there's no way that she could be good enough. Well, hopefully that he will be proven wrong. Um, it doesn't matter if you prove somebody's wrong. If somebody has an opinion as somebody who plays a sport about a coach, he's not either wrong or right. That's his no, opinion. But what you are saying about the trans I'm uh, saying that athletes. When, yes, I think that I that's unfair right. to See, women. It is. So here's the, here's the problem, and this is what people don't take into account. If a trans person is whatever sport that they end up playing, whether they're going through from man to woman, woman to man, no matter what they do, they were born and developed. That's not no, the let me, argument. Let me finish. They developed as the 
whatever they were they developed as. They chose mentally because of what they feel to go, to transition I, into the other sex. I'm not arguing that, Robin. I respect no. trans people. Tony, I'm not I, let one me of my favorite. No, you're, you're making this story it's too long. No. The bottom line is you disagree with Aubrey Huff, and that's perfectly fine. Yes, but I'm, I'm giving you an argument that I'm women actually, should be fighting for yes. more than worried about what a guy thinks about 1, a female hitting coach. And these, these girls in Connecticut, by the way, these four girls in Connecticut have sued the state of Connecticut because they had men, biological men, running against them in track and field events and stealing championships mm-hmm. away from them, and not only stealing their championships and their little trophies, but hurting their causes to become col- to get college scholarships to be track and field stars at the college level. And, and, and so that is an injustice. It's hurting female sports. Yes, it's destroying female sports. Well, and women, women who are now all uppity about wanting to make sure that they feel the guys aren't taking advantage of them are letting guys take advantage of them on the sporting fields and nobody has the oh, balls to stand yeah. up for this. Correct. Women are being screwed over by guys who are running as males. And it's and totally that's, unfair. That's criminal. That's why in, in marathons, you know this, Luigi, there's a male and a female division winner, right? Yep. If a woman runs faster there than a man, there has, has to be. Yep. And so why, why aren't you standing up for these women? The only reason why is because, again, the fastest man on the planet is faster than the fastest woman on the planet. Exactly. It's not it's a, that's not fair. It's because it's not that's not a controversial opinion. No, that is fact. It's just fact. physiologically men... When they are born and when they develop into adulthood, they have a larger lung capacity, they have larger muscle mass, they have wider shoulders, they have all these other advantages that even when they decide at a certain point, even if they're in their teens and they decide to transition over to a woman, they still have those physiological advantages, period. That is not something that suddenly disappears when they decide to transition over from male to female. Right, but if you let women in men's sports, then you have to let men in women's sports. But even it's fair. You but it wouldn't know. It's fair. It, well, it, when you say it like that, yeah, sure. Except it's not because a woman who transitions over to a male would never, ever, ever possibly get to that. That. So what about a man who wants to transition to a woman and still wants to be able to compete? How's that fair to him? They there has to be a separate category. That's the simple That's answer. The That's the only it. way That's that it. would be fair. That's my argument in a nutshell. If you want to compete against women and take advantage of your strength, size, and every other advantage you have as a male athlete running as a female, then you are destroying women's sports. Title IX was a hard fight for women. Title IX made sure that women got equal opportunities, even though a lot of the sports they participated in colleges don't draw fans, aren't popular, they're not filling up stands, but they have a right to participate in sports as well. But what now, in the woke world, where you're afraid to criticize anybody because you can't criticize trans men who want to run as women, that's what you have, then you have silence, because people are afraid to discuss this. They're afraid to have a conversation about the fact that Four girls, high school girls in Connecticut, mm-hmm. had to sue the corrupt state of Connecticut because they have had scholarship opportunities and a chance to succeed at the next level as college athletes because a couple of dudes ran and beat them in track and field events and they don't get a scholarship for winning. They and finished third the place. The whole thing is, is that everybody should have equal rights, but your equal rights should not take away the equal rights from somebody else. And in this particular case, now most of the time I, when we're I talking about that. equal rights, we're, t- we're pretty everybody's on even field. But in sports, when it when we're talking about strength, strength, stamina, muscle mass, 
there is no possible way that we can um, – it's not apples to apples ever. Men's sports and women's sports have never been oh, apples to apples. Robin, yeah. if Aubrey Hoff were on right now, he'd hang up on you. No. Let me just would, tell you, if you would, were on right now, I'd hang up on you. If, if he were on right now, he'd be agreeing <laughs> with me. That's just – that's, that's fine. That's just a fact. Are you happy Jack. now, Robin? Wait a minute. I have a message from Twitter. What do you got? I have a request token for this page being invalid. It may yes. have already been used or expired because it's too old. Please go back to the site or application that sent you here and go back again. What is going on with Twitter? What in God's holy name are you blathering that's about? That's what I just got on my phone that's, about Twitter. I'm, t- I'm talking about them. Twitch? I'm not talking about you. I'm talking Twitch about them. or Twitter? Twitter. Twitter. Ah, who knows? Twitter had just sent me a notification. Is it because I had Aubrey Huff on and they, somebody called the Twitter headquarters in San Francisco trying to have me shut down? I wouldn't be surprised. Now, why is somebody trying to reset my Facebook password? Is that you, Robin? Right now? The second? That's what I'm getting. I'm not doing anything. Somebody's, somebody's requesting a, fast, a Facebook password reset. So somebody's trying to hack into your account. Somebody's trying to hack into me. Right now, we have to find these hackers and we must bring them to justice. Well, why don't I deal well, with Tony, that? Well, Tony, if I was ahead of this thing, you know. You know, we do. We call them out. We bring them over here. We, we got talk. an extra hour in today, ladies and gentlemen, and I have to pee like a racehorse, so let's a go. A female racehorse or a male racehorse, Robert? Does it really matter? Are they allowed to pee in the same yeah. stable? I think they pee pretty much the same. Do they pee the same in a stall? Do they need the same amount of grass or hay? to pee and to muck. I don't care. Stop talking. I got to pee. Okay, goodbye. In the meantime, we want to thank everybody for participating today. We did get Aubrey Huff on as promised, just like we got Jeremy Roenick on as promised last week. Because people like us. They really like us, as was once said at the Oscars. Remember that? Who said that? Wickedly talented. Sorry, I thought about that one. No, no. What, what was it? Thank you, Hoop Circle like Podcast. I really will check it out. Like that was the flying nun chick who said that at the Oscars. No, that was uh, yeah. the chick from uh, Sally, Field. Sally Field. Flying nun chick. Wasn't she the sound of flying nun? Stop talking. Stop talking. You go pee. In the meantime. Don't text and drive. Don't text and drive. Don't, uh, don't try to scam into my Facebook account because I don't go on Facebook anyway. So you want to find out what all my friends and family are doing, go at it. In the meantime, don't text and drive. And don't suppress other people's opinions. Enjoy your wine today, too. And And I will not take the microphone into the restroom. Do not. If you do, we'll record it and play it tomorrow. In the meantime, God bless America. It still is the greatest, freest land on earth. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon.